We're live, mm-hmm. and another amazing show is about to begin. Join our chat, share your thoughts, and make new friends. Experience the exquisite energy of the live stream. And then all caps, see our dicks. Hello, welcome to the show. Thought we broke up years ago. What's up? I just shit my pants. Can't I lost. Good times, just blew out my knee Five for three to one. I don't know if we're prepared. I'm not. No, I'm prepared. Go. No, or you are. Go. Five, four, three. Woo! Oh, he was gonna do it. You saw me reach for it. See your fingers. I need a secret button. <laughs> I need a secret button that I can repurpose every episode to something different. Yeah. Like, I could make it play the topic change drop, but you don't know I'm going to hit it. You just need a soundboard like I just need to, that like, I can't see. Yeah, I just need like an under like a little button under the table. Like, oh, the bank tellers, they have the... The secret I'm getting wrong. Call the police. The, the silent yeah. alarm. Silent police. police. I need a silent alarm button hooked <laughs> okay. up to the bottom of the table, and then every week I'll just come in and, you know, configure it to do yeah, something different. Yeah, you can program it to do whatever you want. Like maybe I can make it morph the entire board into the uh, the podcast uh-huh. settings. Oh, that well, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be was, a very if fancy. You could save those settings. Yeah, that water alarm from 1985 over there has buttons. I'm sure you can reprogram <laughs> it to do whatever you want. There's no buttons, but I mean, well, you make a connection between the little um, the contact, the one contact, and the other contact, and the hey. water is like a like a button you turn on. Yeah, folks, have you never heard the water alarm? Yeah, we heard it one day. Oh, it's the best. There was a time when we didn't like it. Uh, that time would be right now. But when you're in control of it, you Andrew, I'll love count it. down from 100 and then stop. Okay. 100, 99, 98. Now I'll count by tens. 90, 80, 70. Now I'll count normal. 100, 99, 98, 92. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Good bacon. Episode four. Stop that. <laughs> I could have reached across the table and fucking thrown it against the wall, I guess, but because god damn, that is annoying. Well, we freaked out Carrie's cat, so it's the end of September. Larry why says Man, this is why I tune in. The Wait. water alarm. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Well, am I gonna play this drop again so we can No, we already it's we just the end of <laughs> I remember this year. Every year I hear that drop on this show and I go, why does that bitch think bears are asleep in September? Is that what makes it funny? Because September is like barely even fall? Yeah. It makes no sense. I like, mean, it's just the whole video is just nonsense. If there's ever a time a bear should be awake, it should probably be the end of September. He's got shit Thank to gather up. my kayak alone. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. They hibernate in the winter, which yeah. we already discussed. Nobody understands anything about hibernation. We just know it happens in winter. That's yeah. the extent of the knowledge. Well, they must have things that, in case they wake up, they just don't. No, nah, they want to have some some dried fish. They don't. You no, think they bears don't. are drying fish. <laughs> do they have fish? No. I mean, do they, do they have a way to get fish? That's no, not yeah. when they're asleep. In do their they mouth. Have... No, that's why they spend the time preparing before the hibernation season. They're but not they... squirrels. They don't hoard yeah, they don't... fish. Step one: get a fish. They get fat. Step that's two: eat they... the fish. 
Step three, go to sleep. Step, put, step two, wait for a sunny day, put the fish on a rock. They don't store the fish. You know what I've never heard anybody talk about is what, what do bears uh, poop when they, when they come out of hibernation? Imagine that poop. You've been asleep Are for like three months. Are they pooping while they're in hibernation? I don't know. Or do they wait until they're unhibernated they s- and they just go... <gasps> I was going to make a fart noise, but I didn't want to get my <laughs> microphone wet. I don't know. Let's look it up on YouTube. No. 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 <laughs> should we just sit here and speculate and make yes. people listen to... Yeah, we should. Okay. Because I'm going to pepper spray you in the face. Listen so, to us speculate now. Uh, this is why I'm saying no one understands anything about hibernation. Because... There's no answers, only questions. When exactly does a bear hibernate? Winter. Is it based on the calendar year? Or is it just based on, well, it's been this cold this many days in a row, time to go to sleep? Yeah, maybe they just get chilly and they're like, yeah, okay. Right. Uh, or is it based on they, uh, a, a, a bunch of factors like they've eaten enough salmon? Right. And now they're going to go Like after sleepy, Thanksgiving, you yeah. fall asleep oh, yeah. on the couch. <laughs> um, is it like that? And then also, when they hibernate, how do they, like, have enough nutrition? Fat? Stored fat? Slow and their body's just rate? eating the stored fat? Yeah. And, again, is it pooping? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is or does it, it wait until it wakes up and pees and poops? Because it's, like, like, it's not like it eats a bunch of fish. Three months worth of poop. Right. It's not like it eats a bunch of fish, then poops it all out, then goes to sleep. Or I imagine it? You, I imagine you get tired before you go to sleep. Like, right before you go to sleep. You don't get, you don't get tired, then poop, then go to sleep. <laughs> Maybe bears do. Do bears shit in the woods? So, yeah. Does does digestion slow down? Does a bear poop during hibernation? How do they know if it's not just like a warm couple of days in February and they get up too early? Yeah, how do, do they, they, they wake, wake up? up? Do they go fuck this and go back to sleep? Oh, maybe. If they do wake up, aren't they kind of automatically hungry and like... You know, sometimes when you wake up and you're, you feel like you're late for something, you get anxiety. Do bears get anxiety? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they like, oh, shit, I got to go get some food? Well, I think that bears, I have heard that bears are pretty uh, dangerous when they come out of hibernation because of that reason, because they're hungry. So you want to be careful. How long after they come out of hibernation are they, da- like, they're not dangerous as soon as they wake up. Well, they might be. Within They'd seconds. They'd be grumpy. Within seconds. They're grumpy. Th- yeah, and I don't hungry. think a bear and they can poop, switch on. But they're, like, they're like, you just woke me up. Their muscles not, have got to be stiff. Yeah, they're not ready to go. I oh, bet yeah, if a bear is hibernating and about to wake up, you could go and lie on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like when it's a, open, a good few minutes. Yeah, opens its eyes, you just be like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not time yet. Bear. I'm keeping you warm. It's probably got to be like a good hour or two before mm, that bear is you more dangerous than average. a solid hour to lie on a bear as it wakes up from hibernation. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> Uh, how many you get hurt? You t- follow my advice, and you get hurt. You let us know. We'll send you what a T-shirt. Can we do a T-shirt? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll send you a T-shirt that says "I was raped by a bear." Mm. <laughs> it should have our logo on it at the end of September. Yeah, absolutely. Although our logo is a lion, so maybe we can make a special one featuring a bear. As long as it has balls. Yeah. yeah. Big bald Barry. That's what we called him. Well, what do we uh, what do we want to get into today? <sighs> ah, man, nothing. <laughs> okay, good. We show. just ate steak. Oh, that uh, that's the cue for uh, new a new topic. That seems like the most old school kind of gag that we could possibly do on this show. <laughs> and I think that's why I like it so much. 
I like it too. I, well, it's it's like uh, the old skit shows, you know. They would have yeah. like a little. Oh yeah, Hee Haw would have. It's like, like a when little shadowy men on a shadowy planet come in right before it goes to commercial break, at the end of the skit, and then it comes back and it's like the the two cops, or what? Uh, <laughs> shadowy men. But yeah, uh, that's the kids in the hall band. Oh okay. It sounds like something that women should be dancing to. Like we should have Portman show dancers. Yeah. They come out and dance for nine seconds and then... Yeah, and like the camera just kind of zooms in and out too quickly and <laughs> yeah, not yeah, really yeah. that smoothly. Yeah. Rack zoom, they call it. And it's just the silhouettes of the girls oh, on a, mm. on a 60s know. psychedelic we're on 4K, background. so let's... Yeah. let's we're doing let's an old... We got a place to do silhouettes. They oh, stand back yeah. there. Yeah. We have the screen. They'll be behind the screen. Then when it's their time, they jump in front of the lights. They dance. I don't want them to be young, though. I want them to be oh, old ladies. I want them to be the actual fly girls from In Living Color. So they're like seniors now. And some of them got famous, like Jennifer Lopez. We probably couldn't get her. Mm. But the rest of them, what are they doing? Nothing. Right. I, I want it to be women that we get from a nursing home that have walkers. So even though the music is bumping <laughs> and fast and the camera's moving back and forth and the lights are flashing, they're moving really fucking slow. Mm-mm. I have an even better idea. They have uh, like cables attached to their ankles and wrists. And okay. when Puke plays the music, we have like a pulley system that is overhead. Oh, we could use, yeah. And oh, we pull on the cables grids. to make them dance. Yeah. They can just like hang out. Yeah, they don't have to be spry. We'll make them that way. That's they can just add on sale, hang out. They're attached <laughs> to cables. <laughs> uh, I know a, a place where we don't want to get women from. It's mm-hmm. a social club. Do you guys want to hear about it? Yes. It's called the Pittsburgh Fatty Social Club Instagram account. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I came across this article randomly one day. Uh, on July 12th, a new Pittsburgh-focused Instagram page popped up and quickly garnered attention. Titled Pittsburgh Fatty's Social Club, the first post stated it was here for a fat-friendly Pittsburgh. You know, uh, you know, because we've had, uh, at this point, let's say a year and a half-ish of pandemic, you know, this whole uh, uh, thing that shall not be named on programs so mm-hmm. they don't get kicked off mm-hmm. of YouTube. Uh, what? COVID. It kills... Obese people, so let's let's celebrate being fat. No, not healthy. I think I like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> if they were celebrating being fat, okay, I don't know anything about what's going on, but if they were celebrating being fat, they wouldn't call it Pittsburgh fatties. Okay. I think they're trying to help fat people get less fat. Is that what's happening? No. Oh. No. This is this. <laughs> That's my point. Oh, then I'm very upset at this. This is, uh, if you go to the Instagram account, it says Pittsburgh Fatty Social Club. Oh, and we've seen uh, this. Wait, where have we seen this before? I, I, you brought it up. I brought it up yeah. last week, but we never got to it. Okay. And their uh, bio says, fatties to the front, fat positive, body neutral, mutual aid, heart emoji, accessibility heart emoji, BLM, and anti-white supremacy. No weight loss talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. No turfs. Osage Nation. I don't know. What's Osage Nation? I don't know. We got to find out. Yeah, what's what's TERFs? Chat, what is the acronym T-E-R-F? PFSC has four goals to build an online supportive community for fat people and fat positive allies. 
to host welcoming meetups that are financially and environmentally accessible, to crowdsource local directories identifying fat-friendly medical providers, personal care services, and accessible seating. What is a fat-friendly medical provider? (laughs) And to amplify and support mutual aid through resource sharing. Isn't every medical provider fat-friendly? Like, they're they're friendly to fat people. No, no, they're not, because they'll say, you're fat, you have to exercise. That's not friendly. That's not body positive. T-E-R-F means trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Ugh. Okay. Now, a trans-exclusionary radical... Everyone in the chat knows that. You're all facts. <laughs> feminist. Do we know what this is? I, I have, I have, a, no, I have no a theory. Idea. They're against trans. Because they're feminists. Because they're not real women. That's and, what they would say. Right. And yeah. trans, especially in sports... A trans man is going to beat the ever-living fuck out of a real woman. So who is not allowed again? Uh, weight loss talk. No weight, weight loss, loss talk, talk is no not turf. allowed. That's uh, Anti-white supremacy. That's... So if you're pro-white supremacy, they don't like that. I don't know how to read language anymore, apparently. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this. This is Instagram, so this explains why I don't understand how to read it. But it, it has, like, little kind of sentences with no capitalization. Fatties to the front. Fat positive. Body neutral. Then there's a heart. Mutual aid, but there's a double pink heart. What does a double pink heart mean? Like I, I get I it. If it's, it's just a, an emoji, no, no. Oh, there's gonna be some okay. more meaning to it. <laughs> if it's just a regular heart and said mutual aid, it's like okay, I get that. I'm hip to it. We love mutual aid. Who doesn't? Um, hmm. But why the big pink heart and a small pink heart next to it? Is that even a heart? I can't quite tell from here. Um, accessibility. Well, that, well, that, that's yeah. a very broad term. BLM and anti-white supremacy. Accessibility is big in the fat community, meaning like, do the seats uh, fit? Are good? they are they wide? Really? Enough? Yeah. This, I mean, this is an issue with. Is uh, your door forty two inches wide? Yes. Um, why is an airplane seat so small? This is yeah, an is accessibility issue. So this is one of the issues that they've come together. You know what? This gives me a lot of fucking hope. Does it? Really? Yeah. I'm not against this at all. Oh. Right now, these people, it's their turn in the sun, right? Now, <laughs> okay. This is something that's brand new. They have almost as many Instagram followers as I do. I've been doing something for, uh, well, I've been doing Instagram for a few years, but yeah. uh, y- years I've been doing it, and they're already up to me. Yeah, they've been here since July. It means that this is like, hey, do you remember when we were a pariah in society? We would be, you know, walking down the street and people would go, oh, look at that person. Or we'd be doing our, you know, Super Mario cart, uh, cart routine in the supermarket on the weekend, clogging up all the aisles <laughs> with our carts racing oh, around. Okay. And people would be like, oh, I can't stand those people. Now it's their time to shine. Oh. This how, means how that one day, maybe the current pariahs of society, people like me and Andrew, people who haven't done procedures... People who are oh. now second-class citizens yeah. will be able to have our own social club on Instagram or whatever the hot new social media sharing app is. TikGram. Where we'll say, you know what? Pride. Yeah. And you'll be able to put emojis on there? Emojis. And we can say, we can make declarations about what we're for and no, what we're against. I only like being proud of really, really dumb things. <laughs> like not being vaccinated. It is weird. It's, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be proud of that. I'm not gonna. I don't like being proud, unless it's of like winning a stupid game. I don't mm. know. The more we learn about this thing, I go, "Wow, I'm pretty smart." Uh, what is this pin drop Osage Nation? 
Yeah, I want to know what Osage Nation is. Oh, is there a go- place for me? What does the pin mean? Uh, oh, that uh, location. Pins usually. Uh, yeah, that that would be like on my Instagram account. It says Pittsburgh. Oh. Right. So I don't know. Let's see. Osage Nation dash NSN dot gov. Hmm. Uh, oops. I clicked the wrong thing. Let's see. Wikipedia. The Osage Nation is a Midwestern Native American tribe of the Great Plains. The tribe developed in the Ohio and Mississippi River Valleys around 700 B.C. What? So I think they're just I don't know. I think maybe they're just trying to make a joke or something. And they're not making a they're joke. Po- they're like, look, we're Native Americans. No, I think they're like, all the Native Americans are drunk and fat. Casinos. I don't think that's the joke they're making. I think they're like, oh, one of us claims to be more of a victim than the rest of us because they're also a fat woman, but there's some obscure native tribe. Yeah. So we are wearing that badge. Yeah, that's a good point. They get to stack on the, uh, what what is that term? Um, Intersectionality? Yes. Stack up that intersectionalism in them. Yeah. Well, uh, this is an age... A day in an age where you can identify as things that you're not. Sorry if that's a controversial way of saying that. <laughs> I see there is a plus size clothing swap coming up. You want me to click on that? Um, I think a thing we could do is we could go to a thrift store and buy some very, very large clothing, right? Then the three of us <gasps> get into the clothing together and we become <laughs> a three-headed Yeah. Like in uh, Little Rascals. Fatties Club. Oh, you mean... Sideways. You mean go sideways. I yeah. was thinking going vertically so we look like an adult. We can get cigarettes. <laughs> we are an adult. A lot of... Oh, shit. I want to be a three-headed adult. But we share one lady's wig. A no, bi- no, a no, no, wig. no, no, no. We get our own wigs. Yeah. Because what are we going to have? We, we all have different color hair. One's blue, one's purple, one's pink. Yeah. yeah Remember back in the day when, when men we'll... would dress as women like John Lithgow and it was... Novel and fun. Yeah, transvestites. They, they, they made call. all the blacks do it yeah. as like a way to show them who was in charge in Hollywood, which is the whites. Even though I'm not saying who's really in charge in Hollywood. But mm. that, which Dave Chappelle pointed out, I just realized Dave Chappelle or somebody told me Dave Chappelle did dress up like a woman in Robin Hood Men in Tights, I think. Yeah, the they all the did. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, sure. Wait, was it you and I that just watched part of this yeah. recently? Yeah. Yeah, we were like bored and I randomly came across and we watched like the first, I don't know, Were we in a hotel? Minutes. Maybe. Oh, it was the Airbnb in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so much more rewarding <laughs> when you're flipping through the television with nothing to watch and like this movie comes on, you wouldn't seek it out to watch it. Yeah. But then it just presents it's one itself. Of those and it's like, geez, I don't want to go anywhere because this movie just came yeah, on. Yeah. This is fun. So when is the plus size clothing swap? September 18th. Shit. Shit. We missed it. Damn it. I'm sure they'll have another one. We are three men that identify as one three headed oversized lady in a wedding dress. Yeah. This can be done. We're, we can we can identify as a, as one fatty. They would kill us. <laughs> Probably. I bet they're extremely you think they don't feel, angry. When, they, when there's a group of anyone and they get together a thousand strong, you don't think they're justified in killing people who they don't think they're mm. justified in murder of outsiders? That's how tribalism works. So we need to be careful of this and other clubs that are forming around uh, the city, I think. Oh, I just, 
I mean, I just saw this and I thought it was extremely ironic that all of the talk about getting vaccinated and wearing a mask and all this COVID shit. And then this lefty newspaper is like, look at these people being so proud of being fat, which is like one of the, what, main comorbidities mm -hmm. <laughs> around this fucking virus. It sounds like you go it's out hilarious. into the world with an expectation of consistency or rationality. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Is I, I'm like Picard on that episode where the Cardassians have kidnapped him, and he's like, "There are four lights." Is that Star Trek? Does he make Star Kanye? Trek? Yeah. Did I say Star Trek? What did I say? Something about the you Kardashians. Said and then the Kardashians. I was very confused how these two worlds oh, mixed. Kardashians. Yeah, that's oh, oh yeah. The, Kardashians were they? They were the aliens. Yeah. Picardashians. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I think. I don't know. Don't you think this is kind of opening the door to, for other to, people to be uh, proud or virtue signal in their own way, or I, to be themselves? Right? Because they're proud of being fat. Um, yeah, I'm but, sure they're afraid of COVID, but that not not afraid enough to not be fat, right? So there's that. Um, but doesn't that kind of open the door for us to be assholes? Like, we could have gone to the clothing swap and been like, oh, yeah, we're here to gather your giant supersized clothing so we can build shelters for the homeless. Like, we can drape up tents for the homeless people. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Right? And that's like a very assholish move that's trolling them, making fun of them. But aren't but they kind of opening helpful. the door? Yeah. For, yeah. Right. Yeah. They can't really get mad at it. <laughs> I am... Uh I'm starting a new project. This is a not a new topic. It's a related topic. Okay. And I think every day, and I'm almost in this kind of mental and emotional practice of how do I not react? How do I not present myself as reactive to stupid shit in the world? Hmm. Right? Like I've always said, the internet is 75% left-wing hypocrisy and 25% right-wingers going, see, these people are hypocrites, <laughs> right? I mean, that's sure. Facebook. Yeah. That's all it is, yeah. right? And it's like, how's that strategy working out? Like, these people don't care that they're hypocrites. So um, I don't want to portray myself in, in what I'm going to be doing, which is going to be a lot of garbage in. It's going to be a real challenge to do it in a way that is not reactive. And this morning I found myself in a coffee shop oh, on the edge of Homewood. So this is a like a new trendy area. It's either, yeah, it's either the worst people, like as far as your safety, yeah, or it's the worst people <laughs> as far as your sanity. Uh, well, it actually, there's like kind of a merger of both. Like progressive whites like to be on the edge. Yeah, yeah. They like to be on the edge of some... You know, urban danger. Uh huh. They like this. They say, "Oh, I live in this place, Homewood." Okay. <laughs> so we're in a coffee shop, and uh, Gabrielle and I. She wants to go there. The place is called Kelvin. Spell spell Kelvin. How do you imagine Kelvin is spelled in uh, Pittsburgh hipster speak? It's probably. Is there a symbol for Kelvin? <laughs> like a degree no. symbol? No, but it is that K -E Kelvin. K e l v i n. That is v a good e guess. Now think hipster. C H O umlaut L L V underscore N. Andrew, do you want to try to spell <laughs> Kelvin in hipster? 
I just assume it has zero letters. <laughs> it's just emojis. The answer is K-L-V-N. Okay, yes. So, the space is very beautiful. The music is interesting. It's probably the same people who brought you 11. Yeah. E-L-V-N. This is exactly what I said to her when we're sitting in there. I said, you know, all of these places, I bet I don't know this, but I bet all of these places it's one giant corporation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That just goes around making these places. So, it's a a kind of like a... You know, it's a cool place. Yeah, it's an industrial space. Have you ever heard about a coffee shop being an industrial, <laughs> industrial space? <laughs> so it's that. But I, you know, that looks like the most uninviting environment ever. Like I we're like on their main. I website, like hipster yeah. coffee shops that have like tapestries and shit on the wall and bookshelves and like weird couches that you're not yeah. sure if you're allowed to sit in or not. And then there's like games and things that you go. I don't think these are for playing. I think these are just to. Give a vibe. This is the opposite of that. Everything in here looks uncomfortable. It looks like every noise is going to echo off of every surface (laughs) and then reverberate through these exposed ductwork. These lights are, they seem like they're going to fall on my head. There are (laughs) cactuses as the only kind of nature in there. And that just is the most uncomfortable piece of nature you can imagine. And the chairs are like fucking cafeteria. This is horrible. This is horrible. I I have a theory is that coffee shops are like this because the people that go there want to feel like they've actually worked. It mm. gives off that mental uh, impression that they're at a workplace. Now it gives Maybe. me the impression of jail. Or lead-based paint. Yeah. <laughs> or like, jail. Well, that's also another thing. It's like street cred. Like As opposed to just being a, uh, a loser that goes to write their novel at Starbucks, they're like, oh yeah, I went to work today. Oh, oh. Look at this uh, exposed brick. I don't know. So one of the things that was attracting Miss Gabriella to this place was this is a known hangout of young Alex when he is in town. This is where, of course, this is where young <laughs> Alex goes. Damn it, Alex. Now we. He told me it was shady side. Are in there. No, he goes there too. He goes to all the spots. This is not a spot. You go, how is this? And they have tables Ugh. where you can put Ooh. computers. And there were people with and computers Wi-Fi. at tables. And they had their Wi-Fi password posted everywhere. They want you in there working. Then make it inviting. Right. I don't know. I liked it. What? What do you like about so, this? I'm sorry. This is, um, I, this is very frustrating. Listeners, you can't see what we're looking at. But this is the most uninviting space. Like, I walk into houses that are about to collapse and they're more inviting than this. Google abandoned elementary school Detroit and you might get the same photo. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that makes me wonder is this I'm I'm looking up photos cuz is this Is this what it looks like inside? Yeah, that so I don't actually remember oh, that specific view, but that is it. I mean, that certainly well, is here, it. Here we are on Google and yeah, that's that's yeah. basically what it Ew. looks like is just Ew. a hideous Ew. gross blight there there was something about it that worked uh Mm. i agreed with her that it was a cool place and then the silent thought that begins that i don't pollute our conversation with is if we could only replace all the people and then i have a fantasy about going to like a trump merch pop-up store (laughs) okay (laughs) that's like for some reason just out and i say hey everybody there's one just outside of the county there is a coffee shop that we all need to go to. These aren't <laughs> these aren't my people, but I will use them. Mm. I will use them to You're change. So start, a, start a boat parade. At yeah, I will use them to start uh, to change the atmosphere at 
C L V N. I thought it was K L V N. K L V N. I can't even spell. <laughs> or can you? <laughs> All right. So this aggressive inner monologue starts at this point where I go, Brett, you are in here panning around with your eyes, looking for somebody who's going to upset you. Mm. Everyone you see is going to fit the description of somebody who upsets you in one way or another if you want them to. And it was at that point where I, I got even into this deeper thinking about like, am I like conditioning myself to be reactive like this? Now, I do mm. a show. It's called Portman Show. You guys know what I'm talking about. I've heard of it. You're on it right now. What? So I'm thinking like show prep, show prep, think of show prep. But then it's like, well, <laughs> if it's just going to make me um, upset, then and if I feel like I'm reacting to these people, how dare these people get me, Brett, to react to them? Mm. And they're not even going to find out about it. No. So I, I, I changed my attitude right there. And I rode off. We, we rode our bikes there. And I rode away on my bike, and I was really like feeling like it was a victory. I changed the subject. We didn't talk about the people at all, or any of their behaviors, or any of their little overheard conversations, or any of their gesture, gestures. I told her about Warren Miller, the guy who made ski films. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many fat chicks? I did not see or count or even really take note. So how is this related to the fat chick club? Because it has to do with reacting to people. When you see something like that pop up on Instagram, mm -hmm. one day on here, we need to read Herbert Marcuse's essay, Repressive Tolerance, and see, oh, what, boring. see what some of the philosophy behind a lot of these things that we see in the world today. Now, I've been talking about this on my show for a while. These things are done to get the reactions of mm. people like us, to feed them energy and fuel or whatever they eat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably only, sweets. I'm just angry about this place. <laughs> There's lots of things about that place to be angry. It's not. Did the, you sit in those chairs? No. <laughs> see, see where the woman in the. We're pink? looking at chairs, people that are like, if you told me, Andrew, you have to make a chair. Yeah. And all you have is one sheet of plywood and nine minutes. Yeah. Do it. And you're like, uh, well, two triangles done. Yeah. This is not human. <laughs> shaped uh so there's a woman what what about this the woman, woman in pink there? we were yeah. standing there that is, it looks like a bar top or something yeah okay yeah, it was just a bar top and you're kind of watching the people in the coffee lab area they call it a coffee lab now did did your cream was it in the shape of a heart like in the picture no if yeah, you get a cappuccino, i feel like if you go to any coffee shop they should do that they you have to order a cappuccino. She though, might have. Something. She might have had a design in hers because okay. she got something like that. Okay, I good. just got a coffee. I, I like that. I because I, I don't know why. I go into places like that and I'm like, just coffee, huh? Have you guys heard of Black Rifle Coffee Company? Yes, they are. This is another conversation her and I have had about. They she said, secretly own all these shops. She, no, she said <laughs> to me, she said, wouldn't it be cool since coffee shops clearly have a culture if there was like a real conservative kind of coffee shop culture somewhere too? Good news, Gabriella. So I told her about Black Rifle, but I don't know if they have actual coffee they shops. They do. They do. Wow. They, I think, just like over the last couple of years, they have physical locations now and franchises. And so. Um, that is, you know, it's basically the polar opposite coffee shop from one of these hippy dippy places. So, but, but, but I don't know. 
My Are they just doing the same thing where they're just like, oh, we're going to try and... Do shots of espresso come in like a shotgun shell? <laughs> that would be cool. amazing if it did, yeah. My whole point is, these people run the world. They they might pretend like they don't. Mm. Not the coffee shop people. But, these, but their clientele. The, that politic runs the world. So when they do this stuff, and we think... We're kind of like punching down, like, look at how stupid and obnoxious and ridiculous and disconnected from reality it is. It's like, oh, look, we made them mad again. Mm. I love it. Delicious. That's what they think. They're tr- it's just they're gaslighting. Like, like they're at this trolls point, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And mm. it goes it goes up and down all the levels. Like, you know, let's wa- make kids watch drag queens read. And then the parents, like, I can't wait until the parents find out about this. All the way up to the White House where they're like, say, go out there and say, we're going to go door to door. For the vaccine and people just flip the fuck out mm. it's just delicious delicious energy for <laughs> the, these people and uh, i want to stop giving it to them so I've, I've had to really like how do i focus in on criticizing a certain segment of this without looking like i'm being controlled by it it's mm. a very delicate thing I don't know. I think um, if you step out of these cultivated worlds and you get into the world where people actually have to interact, all this shit just goes away. Yep. It absolutely does. But everyone is guilty of of thinking that it's bigger or more than it is. I... Would I hope I would like you to be right about that? I would just say that what the the trend that I've seen, I know I've said this before, is five years ago you had to go to college to find this shit. And what I said was, well, those people are going to graduate yeah. and they're going to go somewhere, and now they're filling up media, <laughs> HR departments. So it's, I mean, yes. it's spilling out into the real world, and it's certainly having an effect. And, you know, now we're seeing... But you're saying you had to go to college to find this. You are going to adult college. The coffee shops are adult college. That's another thought that I had that was kind of optimistic, where it's like, well, if they could just keep building these coffee shops to kind of herd these people into, you know? And just give them a laptop and make them feel like they're working. Like, ooh, you're a a graphic designer. (laughs) You're a blogger. (laughs) A blog. You're a blog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like something that they could do. I, yeah, you're a UX graphic design technician. Yeah, you're a UX technician. Just go to websites and then give like, give it like a one to ten score for usability, <laughs> user friendliness. That's your job. But you're you're right because you you see this mentality and you you project thoughts onto other people, right? Like, I could walk in there and I would project onto these people that they hate me for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I want to stand up and clap my hands and go, I know what every single one of you is thinking. I'm going to go around the room, point to you, tell you what you're thinking about. Oh, see, I'd make it a whole lot more about me. I'd clap my hands and i go, if you knew what I was thinking, you would all murder me. I've wrote down a bunch of issues. I've written down, sorry, I've written down a bunch of issues <laughs> on note cards. And I'm going to point to somebody, show you the issue, and I'll tell you exactly how you feel about it. Hello? Wow, it's so echoey in here. I, These services are really <laughs> Why aren't there any carpets in here? This place is very industrial. Could use some foam. So, But I didn't do any of that. I had a great time. And I just said, hey, Brett, here's a lesson. You here's just said, test. I'm going to drink my coffee. I drank my coffee. I talked about Warren that. Miller. Yeah, I think this is my problem, though, is I can project like on those people what I think they're thinking. Mm-hmm. I actually... They're not thinking about anything significant. 
I'm sure that they would be happy to argue with my thoughts on the internet, mm-hmm. but not in person. They'd probably treat me perfectly fine in person. On the flip side, I uh, stepped into their shoes and I mentally prepared for somebody to be racist. Well, explain what you mean. Okay. Uh, puke. So um, I have a bathroom that's getting renovated right now. And unfortunately, it's taking longer than expected. And the contractor who's doing it, I'm um, not going to name his name, but the contractor who's doing it is someone I've known for a very long time. He's also someone who's been in prison for quite some time. Mm. And if you look at him, you go, oh, yeah, that's a dude from Butler. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't know if he has a handlebar mustache but he looks like he should have a handlebar mustache, and I'm sure he did at one point. Okay. He's got tattoos. I don't know what they're of. They're very old tattoos. Um, he looks like a, a rough dude who's been in prison for a decade. Okay? Um, so he's there working on this bathroom at my one house, and I asked him, okay, how long are you going to be there today because I have guests coming in? And we, unfortunately, you know, the bathroom's being worked on, so we can't open up the bathroom to guests. The guest, of course, Deontay, wants to come in early. Oh. <laughs> and I go, well, how early? Because my contractor's going to be there till 3. He's like, oh, I was hoping to get there at 1.30. I go, well, check-in's 4 o'clock. It's pretty, like, pretty early. If you don't mind my contractor working there, then f- go for it. Whatever. Like, it's fine. So, contractor's still there. Then I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> Deontay haven't met Deontay but read his name mm. right so now you're, th- you're thinking also talk to him on the phone thoughts okay pretty certain he's a black guy uh contractor not a black guy very butlery type person is this going to be a conflict okay because he's a con or an oh. ex-con <laughs> anyway um but uh, well, they should have stories they can tell then you're assuming Deontay is an ex-con? You just said he was black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, yeah, He's probably just, a very nice man. I don't know why I assumed that my contractor was going to be a dick or something. Well, I mean, you, you, it doesn't matter who the guest is. You could... Uh, like, you could, you could, after... No matter who the guest is, they might have impressions about who you are when they see your contractor guy working there where they're like, whoa... Look sure. at this guy. <laughs> but he's a, he's a nice enough guy. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't have... Uh, First impressions and everything. Yeah, I shouldn't have projected that onto him. Because what if it was like an old lady who was your guest? You know, she then might I'd have the same thoughts. More uh, concerned. Even more worried. Yeah. But um, anyway, I think it was all fine. And everyone was nice and cool and whatever. My contractor today said, oh, yeah, that guy was great. Really nice guy. I'm like, oh, okay. Glad you didn't say something all racist. <laughs> Because that'd feel weird. Um, Just like I was hit. There I was working on your bathroom and suddenly a black guy showed up and I had to shoot him. (laughs) So, uh, but the real issue was I had two contractors in. Okay. One was redoing the bathroom. One was an electrical guy and they're coming in and out of the house and uh, guest is there. Guest texts me next morning and says, hey, uh, is somebody going to come feed this cat? And he said, uh, what now? And uh, no, well, no, at this house, um, this is where Puke lived for a bit too. There were some neighborhood cats, 
One's yep. an orange one that meowed and was super fucking obnoxious and annoying. It was, it was more than meow. It was like yowl. Yeah, it was bad. At you, he would. He was. If it if it was a person, it would be a one of those hobos that's like, give me money. Yeah, who is in here? Can you give me money? Smoking weed. Oh, uh, right, wait. Play that music for a sec. Oh. <laughs> is this related to the black guy? I found weed. <laughs> who is in here smoking weed? Everyone that comes into this house besides us smokes weed. Yeah. Any anyone that we have on the the show, this from. isn't weed. Sorry, it was ro- it was balled up in a way that really made it look oh. like weed. Okay. Uh, play the music again, sorry. We've had many people in here that seem to enjoy the uh, uh, the devil's lettuce. Andrew, you have a cat, so it's either the orange cat or this sweet white cat named Stupid Cat, and um, Stupid Cat doesn't make noise, so it's great. And Stupid Cat literally has a tag. Yeah, yeah. I didn't name Stupid yeah. Cat. That's his yeah, name. You should, you should not being to... mean. Yeah. But it, if you don't explain that. No, I don't need to explain it. Stupid and cat. the orange cat I had a long conversation with. Yeah, and this orange cat, it ago. is terrible. So, oh, it's so <laughs> sweet. Oh, I don't well, care. What kind of like cat obnoxious. isn't skittish? It comes up, it rubs against you, it meows. Yeah, it's very aggressively it's friendly. I talked to it for like 15 <laughs> seconds and I'm thinking, how can I help this guy? I asked him. I said, how can I help? <laughs> right. So I just assumed it's this orange cat terrorizing my guest. I'm going, don't feed it. It'll go away. Yeah. That's my thought. I tell the guest, it's not my cat. It's just a neighborhood cat. Yeah. You know, somebody it's feeds fine. it. It's fat. It's, yeah. It's, it's clearly fat. Doing fine. So um, then I go, He's wait like, a well, minute. Why is it's bringing dried salmon into the basement. <laughs> like it's getting ready to sleep there. Well, then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Why? What kind of insane person thinks a cat wandering up to a house outside is my cat. This doesn't make sense. Then mm. I go, wait a minute. Was it in the house? And he goes, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, it's in the basement. Oh, no, it's coming from inside the house. So there's a fucking cat in the basement. <laughs> and then I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. I go, uh, do you want me to, like, did you chase it out? He goes, no, I thought it was your cat. I'm like, do you oh, want was it there me the to whole time? How come long there was and it chase there? It at least one night. Okay. I'm like, do you want me to come there and chase it out? He's like, oh, yeah, we left for the day. Feel free to come by and get rid of it. And you're like, oh, good. Just what I needed to yeah, do today. because <laughs> I plan on driving to Pittsburgh to chase a fucking cat. <laughs> so I'm freaking out because I got meetings. And I start texting Brett. I'm like, hey, can you can you go? This is a weird request, but can you help me out here? Can you go wrangle a cat? Yeah. I um, probably would have brought that cat home. To <laughs> feel free. One. Please do. Well, I could probably have him for like a couple of days. Yeah. No, I don't know if anyone knows. Let him loose in your neighborhood. <laughs> I keep him in my house. Like, oof. you might want to give him a flea bath first. Oh, it's oh, an outdoor that's cat. Right. You can't just bring a cat home. Yeah, it'd be like a, a raccoon. I love that cat. Now that we're talking about that cat, I'm thinking about how much I love that cat. <laughs> Man, I was drunk as fuck last night, and I found two cats, and one of them was rubbing all over me. Yeah, speaking of cats, we were leaving last <laughs> night, and uh, puke kind of disappears for a minute. So well, I unlocked the car. We were leaving. Yeah. But you just like vanished into the night. <laughs> like I, I left the bar and I couldn't even see you anywhere. So I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll unlock the car in case he wants to make his way to the car. So I unlock it. On my way there, this cat walks up and I start petting this cat. And I yeah. go, what a friendly cat. And I'm petting the cat. Pet, 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 pet. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately leave the cat and walk to the car. I get in the car and you're in the car and you're going, ah, I was petting a cat. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I was petting a cat. You weren't there. <laughs> I think you're getting your memories confused. <laughs> Apparently, there were two cats at the exact same time. There were uh, possibly three. It turns out there's a, a lot of cats in Butler and Pittsburgh, I guess. 
The um, bar was called the Litter Box. So <laughs> that is a terrible name for a yeah, bar. Yeah, they just keep fish heads all over the floor instead of peanuts. But yeah, that was that was weird. I was just I, I went to the car because I thought we were leaving, and I'm standing there, and there's this cat wanders up, and I go, "Oh, a cat!" I'm fucking drunk, so I wander across the road in the dark to get hit by a car, and there's another cat that came up, and he was just rubbing and rubbing and meowing, and I had a delightful time. I barely remember what happened, and then Wait. at some point, I realized Andrew's in the car, almost driving away. <laughs> Where did you find a bar called the Litter Box? That was in my head. I think that oh, was that a joke. Was, oh, it was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> What was the bar? The Euclair. Where's that? Butler. Butler. <laughs> wow. It is a butler bar. Except, man, I really totally bought that the bar was called the litter box. <laughs> I man, keep really well, delivered. Maybe that you keep that in your back pocket for when you want to open your own bar. Yeah. It'll just be cat themed. Uh, the floor will just be cat litter. Businesses are doing this. Imagine now. how easy it would be to clean up spills. It would clump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Businesses are bringing in cats for people, for patrons to Pet. play with. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're allergic. Well, it's not a good business for that person. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like we're really trying to cater to the yeah. non allergic cat person. There was a dog in that bar. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you were allergic to cats and it was like a cat cafe, but you just love their apple pie. <laughs> you know? And then you go in, you do like, like a Gamergate thing. Where, okay. so Gamergate is, um, yes, do explain. All right, people who don't belong somewhere go somewhere and say, We want to be here too, mm. like women in the video game culture. Okay, right? Not to say they don't belong there, but it's like, It's not your space, make your own space. They go, No, mm. we want to be in your space. So then they're like reluctantly accepted in. They're like, Your space is not inclusive, change your space to make it more like us. Or how we want it. Mm -hmm. That would be like if we went to the fat chicks club. Yeah, but this is this is this is the this is the uh, the model that they use, right? So then it becomes more inclusive, or it changes to accommodate this new group that's forced themselves in in the name of inclusion, mm -hmm. and then they go, "Hey, fuckers, get out of our space! Change everything!" Yeah, no, get out! Oh. This is our space. So uh, that what the fuck were we just talking about before gamer game? The litter box. Cats. Uh, no, somebody with a cat allergy goes into Cat Cafe yeah. and they say, I love the apple pie. And uh, every time I come in here, I get hives. Oh, yeah. So then they say they have to get rid of the cats. Get the fucking cats out of here. Yeah, this is not inclusive to people allergic to cats. Yeah. Hmm. How many things are like that? Yeah. Where the, the original traces are removed because of some asshole. You know, like something was a thing and then it changed to something else because some asshole complained. Yeah. And now there's no trace left of what the original thing was. So you have to guilt them back. You, how, what do you mean? Like, uh, I have a no pet policy at my one house. Mm -hmm. But people don't care about the requests or rules of a property owner. Oh, yeah. Right? And the types of people who don't care are either going to just simply break the rules and not tell you, and hopefully they get away with it, and there's no way for you to tell as the property owner, in which case, okay, whatever. Or there's people who are more entitled. These people are the ones that have therapy animals. Therapy. And of course, Airbnb has rules. Oh, you can't deny a therapy animal person. Mm -hmm. So I've had people declare, like first message, not like, oh, love your place, looking forward to the stay. By the way, dot, dot, dot. No, they just go, uh, how far from this? I have therapy dog. 
And it's like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> right? And you're requesting a five-bedroom house, and you wrote down you have one person. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This is going to be an issue. So you have the only thing that works on these people is trying to use another victimized group because they feel victimized. That's why they need a therapy animal. Mm-hmm. Right? So you just say, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm a pet lover myself. I can't even bring my own dog to that house because even after we had people bring pets, there's too much carpet in the house. And no matter how much deep cleaning we do, it still affects very sensitive people with very sensitive allergies. Oh, yes. We have to protect the allergic. Yeah. So basically, you know, peanut butter death kid. I'm using that kid Mm. to defend myself from the therapy animal woman. Peanut Does it butter work? Death kid to the <laughs> rescue. <laughs> uh, d- yeah. So th- I mean, that's the question, Andrew. Does that work? Oh yeah, it works every time. That's brilliant. Why can't we sick PETA on these therapy animal people? Like, are animals your slaves? Hire a therapist. Oh, I, I bet. PETA's- Why should you get a free therapist just because its IQ is four? I bet. Uh, I bet PETA's on that. Yeah. They hate everything. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's enslaving an animal to be, uh, you know, a therapist to a person. Yeah. Like a therapy is a job that requires a lot and it's stressful. Mm. So that's a clash that we could set up. I got a problem with diversity. I know this sounds like it might be part of the same conversation as earlier, but trust me, it's very different. Uh, have you not heard that this is our strength? Diversity? Yeah. Sure, uh, in some cases, but there are some foods that are too diverse. Mm-hmm. I don't like diversity within a specific food. Hmm. I mentioned it before, like pickles. Pickles can be great or the fucking worst. <laughs> right? Too diverse. You don't know what you're getting with a pickle sometimes. There's just pickle flavor, and that should be it. It can be real sour, you know? Or too sugary sweet. Yeah. Like if somebody said, Do you want a pickle? I'd be like, Tell me more. Because you, you just can't guarantee that, yeah. that it's right. just going to be pickled. And all these places, like Kelvin, if they had pickles, I'm sure they wouldn't be like, Oh, here's your good old fashioned regular pickle. They'd be curried. It'd be some fucked up pickle. But pickles aren't Curry my issue. coffee ground pickle. My issue would just be barely not a cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw those somewhere. Yeah, like at a farmer's market yesterday. Yeah. It'd they be called like them a, pickles. I go, no, this is a cucumber. It'd be like cucumber and they cut it in half and spray it with vinegar. <laughs> so, you just dip the cucumber in the vinegar. My issue is with peppers. Oh. Yeah. This Way is too much diverse. diversity and yeah. peppers. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just don't know what you're gonna get. What is a poblano? Right, nobody knows. Right, so on one is end it of the spicy? one end of the spectrum, you have the green pepper, the worst pepper. It's fine. Super boring. Yeah, but yeah, it's fine. but it makes it. You know what you're crunch. gonna get. I love green pepper and Italian sausage on a pizza. That you're right. You're totally right. We had green peppers tonight, I think, and they were fine. But then with on, onions, what's the other end of the pepper spectrum? Uh, pepper Ghost. spray. Oh, <laughs> okay. Right? Sure. These are very far apart, yeah. pepper-wise. Everything else falls in between. I mean, one of them's not a plant, but sure. Isn't it? There's no such thing as a pepper spray plant. <laughs> <laughs> pepper spray is made out of peppers. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, however, everything in between 
gets a little blurry and confusing. Mm. Like jalapenos are in there somewhere, and I am a jalapeno lover. I love jalapenos. But there can be very green, peppery jalapenos that are not very spicy. And then jalapenos can be crazy fucking spicy and knock the shit out of you. Then there's habaneros. We all know what we're getting with habaneros. We're getting burnt dicks. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yesterday, Puke and I were at a farmer's market. Mm. And we're looking at their paltry selection of... Your dick hole is the canary in the coal mine. We're looking at their paltry selection of uh, pickles and peppers. Vet everything. It was very not not a good market. So they had these, <laughs> like banana peppers. There's there's too much going on with them. That's not outright spice. Eric in the chat likes banana peppers for their pickly nature. Um, but well, they, they have had to be, they have to be pickled though, right? And I, I see words like poblano and serrano, and I go, well, these words sound foreign. Therefore, I think they're mm. going to be spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's a letdown. Or like, chip- why didn't I just chipotle. get jalapeno? Yeah. I don't know if Chipotle is spicy or not. Is Chipotle a pepper? Yes. Yeah. Oh. See? <laughs> you don't even know. But so we we get some jalapenos, very tiny ones, but that's fine. I like the tiny ones. They tend to be spicy. Those are the spicy kind, yeah. Right. So I get Concentrate those. Concentrate that capsaicin. And then there's these little tiny peppers that look like miniature tomatoes. Yeah, they were just small and round. They were called cherry peppers. Okay. So I asked the woman... What are these cherry peppers? Are they spicy? Because they're right next to the habaneros. Mm. Oh. And she's like, yeah, I think they're spicy. And I go, okay. You think that are they spicy compared to a habanero? And she's like, I think they're on par with the, the habanero. great philosophical question compared yeah. to what? Yeah. It was yeah. at that point that she went in her mind, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I'm just a dumb kid that works at a farmer's market. <laughs> but there's only like nine things that you have to learn to work at a farmer's market. Mm. I'll tell you, one of the most diverse food labels hmm. sausage oh now we once you get into german right you don't even know what fucking shape this thing is oh, going to yeah. be anymore <laughs> right like you say italian sausage polish sausage you know at least like you can get a sense of what it's going to kind of look like it's going to fit in a bun and, 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 and i don't before. know the line between a hot dog and a sausage and a worst yeah. Yeah. Or uh, kielbasa. Like, I don't know where these lines are. Kielbasa? Yeah. Um, but with the pepper, she tells me it's on par with the habanero. Mm, that's pretty spicy. I go, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Fucking buy some of these peppers. This one, different colors, and fill a little bag with them. So tonight, we chop them up for, uh, for dinner, and Puke goes, were these spicy? Do you want these mixed in with the salad? And I go, fuck yeah, they're spicy. So... You put a little slice of one on the end of a knife, and you yeah. ask, you basically offer it for me to try. Yeah, because I was scared. I didn't know what they were. I so, didn't want to be spiced. I eat it. Tastes just like a green pepper. Yeah. I go, this was just a red green pepper. Just like a miniature. Yeah, very tiny green pepper. This is yeah, just a micro pepper. green. This is fucking disappointing. These peppers are just pain in the ass green peppers because they're tiny. They were, they were so small that I would say 90% of them was seed that I had to fucking scoop out and separate and throw away so then we have this mix of pepper and onion and such and i pour it into the salad and i start eating the salad holy shit there's some hot fucking peppers in there (laughs) i was not expecting that we're sitting there watching a show we're all eating dinner and peppers are dangerous because normally when you're eating a non-spicy pepper everything's fine you can touch your dick you can can scratch an eye you can scratch an eye like you're not gonna cry You know, there's no problems that are going to send you straight to the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? 
You're not like reaching for stuff and being all frantic. But when the pepper's hot, that's when the danger level increases. So I'm sitting there eating these peppers. I'm going, oh, these are spicy. I wish I'd been prepared for this. And Prepared. Yep. <laughs> but the problem is... I'm st- going to pepper spray you in the face. I start tearing up a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my instinct is just touch my eyes, touch my eyes. Oh, no, eyes, no, 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 eyes. no. Oh, no. I'm sitting there no. thinking, Jesus, I almost did it. And then I'm like, I'm watching TV. It's hot. It's hot. Oh, I'm crying. Why my eyes? No doubt. I went through this cycle like 19 times. This just happened? You yes, suffered silently? Because we didn't hear anything about I this wasn't until si- I like hot peppers. I, I, well, I don't know. You like you just rubbing wa- capsaicin in your eye. You just want to know when they're hot peppers. Yeah. Wait, is that what it is? Capsaicin? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I wonder, like, maybe the red one was snuck in and it didn't have the spice, but then the... Right. Was there a diversity within these peppers? Yeah. Now, did you put any of the jalapenos? Because I did segregate the jalapenos in a separate dish. And I did put plenty of jalapenos in, too. Oh, okay. Well, then how do we know it wasn't a jalapeno? I don't think there were jalapenos. That's the answer to diversity, puke. Segregation. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They had it right in the 50s. How come nobody thought of it? Oh, um, well. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, how do people know what these fucking foods are supposed to taste like? So if these jalapenos were the cause of this spiciness, these were the spiciest jalapenos that have ever existed. Yeah. And I... I, I don't the, tear up from jalapenos. I took the seeds out, so they could have been even spicier. Yeah, right. that's the key. Could've the been. seeds and membranes. Once you get rid of that, you're fine. You're just eating peppers, basically. Go ahead. There's some upstairs. <laughs> Go for it. Be, Without be seeds, my guest. Uh, but you were told there were jalapenos? Well, there's a little tub of jalapenos, and then there's another tub of onions and green peppers and the these unknown little mystery peppers. Yeah. And I'm thinking that these jalapenos and the mystery peppers are part of the same super spicy pepper family, but they're mystery peppers, even though they were picked from the same peck. <laughs> these peppers weren't pickled. No. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could play around with this. As long as you have a Coke Zero I could drink, I'll try one after the break. Um, I'm not drinking. I poured a little coffee to make you feel better, but I'm not drinking it. Andrew accused me of wanting coffee several times and then (laughs) decided that he was going to be victorious by placing it down in front of me. I absentmindedly poured a cup, took one sip, and looked at my watch and went, what the fuck am I doing? Brett walked up before the show to the counter where the coffee maker was, touched the coffee maker, and then went, no. I'm like, do you want coffee? And he didn't answer right away. I didn't like the distance the coffee maker was from the front of the counter, and I wanted to just push it back. And then I was like, well, if Andrew's about to make coffee, I don't need to push it back because he's just going to pull it forward. So that's wasted uh, human mechanical (laughs) energy. And I am very sensitive to the unspoken wants and desires of the people around me. Wow. Therefore... (laughs) Your hesitation to commit one way or the other to what you're doing with this coffee maker and want to, it seemed like you wanted me to make coffee. All right. Well, well, he didn't, he didn't want to have an Alex situation. You insisted that I wanted coffee. You asked me if I wanted coffee. I told you no. You insisted I wanted coffee. I said, you're wrong. You put a coffee pot in front of me. I poured a little cup and I took a sip. So you win. Okay. (laughs) I took a sip. So yeah. You took me from absolutely not. Are you fucking crazy? to a slurping sound and then a look at my watch and going, no, I can't do this. Yeah. Unlike, uh, Andrew has a uh, uh, non-human gastronomy or something because y- you fucking chug Mountain Dew all day long. You drink coffee at seven o'clock at night and then you just fucking, you, you could just sleep. Go to sleep at eight. Like standing up, you could be asleep right now. Mm-hmm. 
It doesn't make any fucking sense. But if I have a little cup of coffee, if I, if I had a cup of coffee when we started the show, I would be up till 2 a.m. You also don't want to waste this coffee. I wish I had that ability to just drink coffee and be up all night. Mm. Do you? That would be a but great superpower to, to have. <laughs> I could get shit done. I could drive the whole way home, like on oh. long drives. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, because I can use coffee for its intended purpose. I can take that caffeine and stay awake. But then you get the you get to a certain point where your eyeballs hurt, but you can't sleep. <laughs> that's not fun. Because it's like, you're like, I know I want to sleep. My eyes are tired, but I won't sleep. I will just sit here and think of things, random things. So we got a lot of fitness talk in hour two. Coming oh, up. do and we? And more food and maybe some diet and supplement talk. And I'll also tell you guys about a little fair I was at yesterday. See you soon. Oh, wait a minute. We can do a... I'm going to do a little plug here for the PCL, which comes around every blue moon. Number 235. We went to a disco dance. That's all I'm going to say. You have to be some sort of like Middle Eastern idiot to not know about living for Yeah, it means living space, dummies. Americans. Says we have to speak this podcast in American since they don't know shit about dick. Their language stuff that likes me though. Say how stupid. You know how sometimes if you're American, you say, what, what do Americans, oh, thank you, this looks nice. Yes, I will like this. Bubla. Bubla? Salsa. Is this some sort of poison? Bubla is what Jewish grandmas call their uh, grandkids. Grandkids. To the camps with y'all! Okay. Pittsburgh unveils 50-year mobility plan with Hyperloop, gondolas, and bike network. I'm sure this is going to be fucking fantastic. <sighs> Pittsburgh's 2070 mobility vision plan, a long-range roadmap for the city, aims to guide infrastructure investment and improve, quote, mobility justice, unquote. Over the next 50 years, officials said Thursday. Mobility justice? Everyone has oh, to use a Oh, good news for the rest of you. The goal is to efficiently move a growing city, said Karina Ricks, director of the city's Department of Mobility and Infrastructure. Ricks will soon leave the post for a position in the Federal Transit Administration. Yay! Here comes equity. And then they can ask you, then there's a great poll here, right? This is how they do this, to get support for things. The poll is, would you like to see Pittsburgh adopt some innovative transportation solutions? (laughs) That's a bit open-ended. Right. Like, who could possibly say no to that? Uh, innovative would be let's uh, eliminate the entire budget for the buses. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Oh, that'd be super innovative. Gondolas, which allow people to travel above congested city traffic, I love it. Topography could connect Mount Washington to the North Shore and link the Strip District to Carrick. These are completely opposite places. Like Carrick is shit. The Strip District is happening. Why are we creating this pipeline? Of shit to the happening area. Mm, yeah. No one's going to want to go from the Strip District to Carrick. <laughs> this is a one-way gondola. You know, the people who come to the Strip District from Carrick have to go home. Connecting the Hill District, Oakland, Hazelwood, and the South Side along the way. Other large-scale projects suggested in the plan include rapid direct transit to the airport, three new river crossings, and an urban terminal for vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. 
and high-speed intercity transit. Hey, you know what? The fucking money's already stolen. Build build a gondola. <laughs> Have you ever been in a gondola? I'm fine with a gondola. I don't think I've actually been in a gondola. Puke, can we get up a YouTube of uh, riding in a gondola? <laughs> and a ski gondola, maybe? <laughs> Good I work. knew he was going to blow the boat. Good go. work. I'm satisfied. We got rivers. Imagine that in the air, shaped differently, attached to a cable, enclosed in winter. Without a man <laughs> pushing it with a pole. I mean, it, maybe it's a really long pole. <laughs> Five, four, three. Yeah, second half of the show. Here we go. I'm opening a package. Andrew is opening a package. What is it? Are we going to find out? Is so, this related to the show? In Brett's SSP Unversity, uh, uh, there's a, a club of people who do an accountability club, and I can't give too many details about it, but mm. the topic of diet, fitness, exercise came up, and people worried about levels of certain things in their body. So oh, yeah, send me your poop, and I'll tell you stuff. <laughs> I, uh, I chimed in. I said, I'm... I've been not doing this thing for a while that I'm going to do, and uh, I made this my accountability to, to poop in a bag. So I'm taking the very <laughs> next step right now on the show, and I'm, I just unwrapped the box. You're going to poop in a bag on the show? No. Oh, okay. um, Jesus. <laughs> Human gene expression. Gut intelligence. Oh, okay. Step one, register at this site. Okay. Step two, collect. <laughs> Let's see. I want to see. Uh, what? Now, you got to be careful to not contaminate the bag. This box includes collection tube, stool collection paper, large. What are you taking a picture? Okay. Poop stool on collection inside of paper, the bag. small, measuring tape. Oh, nice. <laughs> what? Do you have to measure the poop? No, I think they want to know your dick number. <laughs> What if you just opened the box and then like shit on the box and then closed it back and mailed it? Man, that's I was, what I, I'm sure. Like, it I didn't says. read the directions. I'm sure people bought this to be like, did I shit on the outside of the back? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before I get into too much detail here, I already have enough anxiety about this. Like, there's plenty of opportunity <laughs> to poop in a bag, yeah. right? Yeah, you can do it any day you want. Right. I can poop in this bag whenever, but I haven't brought myself to do it and it's because i keep thinking to myself geez it's not like i send my poop places all the time well unless it's via toilet and right. sewer but it's not like anyone else is analyzing my poop that you know of and if i'm gonna have my poop analyzed i want it to be kind of a good one like it's a big deal oh yeah do you plan ahead like what what kind of poop are no, you? no i think it's supposed to be the most natural poop imaginable but do you just eat corn straight for well, like three never, days? It never seems natural. It's never like, oh, this is the most average poop I could possibly be about to have. Do they? Uh, yeah, you never really know. Do they? Do they uh, want a certain consistency? I don't know yet. Like, what if you just send them a liquid diarrhea? <laughs> I. That's what I'm like. What if I go and I set up this apparatus, apparatus, <laughs> and and it's like the, that, that kind of poop, and it's like Jesus, really. What an interesting neuroses, <laughs> like going to a new level of it that Pirosis. I've already been to and said, if somebody were to see one of my poops, what would I want it to look like? <laughs> right. 
So I try to go to bed visualizing it. <laughs> so visualizing the perfect one that I would show somebody. I'm opening this up and it's it's trying to make it like easy. And I get it, but the more I read, like I read like two sentences and I'm it already It is paralysis. I'm I'm already more anxious than I was. So this card has instructions on it and the instructions are in black or green or something. But at the top there's a warning and it says important failure to follow this instructions. Uh-oh. That's not <laughs> good. May Kelvin. lead may lead to rejection of your sample by the lab. How hurtful would it be to have my poop rejected? Right. Yeah. Well, if you I don't, don't like the idea of my poop getting rejected. Yeah, but I mean, do you want to go through all this just to be told like, oh, your poop's not good enough. It's not, it's not <laughs> that your poop's not good enough. I can't help but take it that way. <laughs> it's, so, not, it's not a movie audition. One, get ready. How many people with the best poops are not good at following instructions? <laughs> right. <laughs> there are step two, one is get ready. Yep. Step one, get ready, it says. Uh, there are two... St- two st- <laughs> go, go. Uh! <laughs> There are two stool collection papers of different sizes. They can be found below the tray inside the gut intelligence test box. Choose one that fits your toilet the best. Mm. You know know how to poop? Attach the stool. This is who? What (laughs) foreigner is writing this? (laughs) Chinese. Failure to follow this instructions may lead. Okay. Then attached the stool collection paper to the bottom of the toilet rim sides. Ensure that the paper sags slightly without touching the water. Deposit your stool onto the stool collection paper. Uncap the brown tube. <laughs> it's brown. Brown tube. Wow. Oh, there's some kind of liquid in here. Don't uh, drink it. Be careful not to spill the solution inside. Use the attached scoop. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there's a little tiny spoon in this tube. <laughs> Use the attached scoop to transfer one small scoop the size of a green pea, not heaping of your stool, <laughs> to the brown tube and close tightly. What if you just push the tube into your ass and then shit it back uh, out? That's why I saw the tube at first. Like, oh, this isn't, I don't think it's the direction I'm going to go. Um, collecting, <clears throat> collecting more samples slash overloading your tube than required will likely result in rejection. Shake vigorously for 30 seconds. Allow the tube to rest for 30 seconds. Repeat the shake slash rest steps two more times. You may flush the stool collection paper down the toilet. If it's not flushed the first time, you may need to wait two minutes for the paper to soak. You're ready for the next step. Safety precaution. The preservative in the sample tube may pose health risk in case you spill it on yourself. Okay. Well, at least they don't need a lot. Is that it? There's more. I'm just like, there's oh. a lot of packing and unpacking I got to do in here. Yeah, there's multiple boxes. I'm sorry. I'm mesmerized. Andrew is opening box number two. No, I already opened box number two. Ha, yeah. There's no box one. Uh, oh, what? Oh, that's... there was just a card that said one, and then two was the box that I just read through. Two is the box. The number two is the box that you shit in. <laughs> All right, box number three is... Uh, Wait, there's, there's more stuff going on here. Tools of analysis. More paperwork. Paper. Jeez, this is complicated. Jesus. Oh, man. 
I mean, we are making an unboxing video right here. Yeah. We can be competitive with the best of YouTube. Andrew Failure P to follow these instructions may lead to rejection of your sample by the lab. Okay, that was a more proper English sentence. Things to know before collecting. Collect your blood sample. First thing in the morning after you wake, before eating any food or drinking anything other than water, drink one full glass of water before collecting. Watch this video. Don't give this to a child. Blood sample. I didn't know this was part of this. <laughs> you have to prick your finger, huh? Wow, this is getting complicated. Give it to a child. Uh, like here, it's your problem. If now. you eat enough hot peppers, you can get your stool and blood sample in one go. <laughs> I got I to gotta stab myself. I got to stab myself. And I got to... Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Okay. What is this called? Viome? Is that the yes. word I'm seeing? This thing says, hold the mini-vet. Mini-vet sounds like a, a child's power wheel shaped like a 1970s Corvette. But let's see what a mini-vet really is. No. Now you, now you, you dropped your mini-vet on the floor. All right. Well, that looks like a thing to put blood in. My goodness. I mean, this is like, I hope they can really tell you about your poop after all this. This is a mini-vet. I got to fill four of these. Jesus. Uh, we're looking at a fucking a ginormous syringe-looking thing. You got to fill four of those with blood? Yeah. <laughs> Puke comes home, finds Andrew passed out on the toilet. <laughs> Blood everywhere. <laughs> shit and everywhere. Yeah. He's got a little spoon of shit in one hand. <laughs> oh, man. And then send, I assume, is just the packaging <laughs> that I pack it up in. Yeah, it's just a bag. You, you know, I the, feel the, like this is false advertising. I hope... You explain this to me. It's like, yeah, you just shit in a bag and send it in. That's what I thought. I know. I hope that the bag that you mail it back in has giant letters that say, warning, human poop. Just <laughs> says USPS first class. <laughs> the mailman's like, what the fuck? This house keeps getting COVID tests and now they're mailing poop out. What's going on here? So this is, man, I committed to doing this, but Jesus, this is a... Uh Oh, man. So talk more about what your motivation was here. I don't really here. know. Well, well, what do you want to know about your poop? I I know that there are certain foods that I could stop eating and... Sausage and chicken wings. Sure. And Quest stuff. Mm, why? Because I eat a lot of it. No, you just got to eat it in moderation. Right. That's the problem. Anything I eat, I don't eat in moderation. So if I'm going to eat a whole bunch of something let's find out what some things that i can eat and then i go okay can i get these things from sam's club can i get these things without going to trader joe's if mm. so let's do that yeah it says you get a personalized list of foods to avoid or minimize learn why they recommend these foods or yep. don't you could go to the trader joe's and mccandless you're not going to deal with any of the east liberty but I, I, I had a problem with Trader Joe's before. Because the packages are small. They let people yep. return things. Yeah, yeah. It's a culture. Yeah, there's all that, sure. But you like, can sure get Alex some returns sugar things to Trader Joe's six times a week that yes. he didn't even buy there. <laughs> you can get some chocolate pieces there that have no sugar. Yeah. And that would, I don't like, care enough. Yeah. You could be completely off quest, though. I don't want to be. I don't either. I just got two boxes of Malt cookies. Malt at all. 
Um, yeah. Well, I'm interested, though. I, I'm wondering. I can't wait to I see what you know find what out. You find out. So I encourage anybody else to join me in this adventure. I kind of want to shit in a bag, too. Get it. Do it. <laughs> let's shit in bags. Why don't we all shit in bags? Who says uh, I don't? Let's use pussy all money to, to buy you guys these kits. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a better use of PC all money than I can this. think of one better use. Nope. <laughs> but it's software. Yeah, no, how's that better? Uh, yeah, that doesn't involve you pooping in a bag. Mm, well, I don't know. Um, what if I just pooped in a bag? Oh, yeah. Okay. You just carry it around with you for... Yeah, we'll do... You're a, like, I'm a scientist. Poop in bag challenge. What if it comes back and it says, your uh, biological age is 97? Hmm. <laughs> Look out, you're going to die. I don't know. Tomorrow. People talk about how like they change their diet and they feel better. I never felt better. Have you really changed your diet? Yeah, I've changed my diet. Oh. Used to be cheesy fries and calzones. What if they tell you the only thing you can eat from now on is strawberries? I don't hate strawberries that much. <laughs> I, I don't hate strawberries. I just don't like them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, is that a, is there a difference in that statement? Yes. I'm neither here nor there on strawberries. I hate olives. Oh, what if they say you can only eat olives? Then I'll kill myself. <laughs> it's just like, well, no point in living. You know, you don't have to just kill yourself. You could just keep, keep eating pizza or whatever. And you know, it will kill you. <clears throat> as eventually. I get older, certain things happen. And I think to myself, geez, I guess I'm getting old. But then other things happen and I go, I'm invincible. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like... I'll get a hangover and it'll it'll hit me pretty hard compared to like a few short years ago. Yeah. But then I'll also have just as much booze or more and have no bad feelings from it the next day mm. or anything. Why do you think that is? Have you ever noticed a pattern? Yeah. Basically, can I stop drinking early enough that I can get some calories in me and not just go straight to bed? And probably drink a lot of water during. Yeah. And if I go straight to bed after drinking, that's when the next day sucks. Mm. I mm. found out that if I get drunk on whiskey and then go to drinking wine uh, and a bunch of dip, it will fuck me up for an entire day. Yeah, you don't don't drink dip. <laughs> what kind of dip did you have? I don't know. There it was a party. There was many, many types of dip. Wait, you guys were at a party? This was like a few weeks ago. Yeah, a few oh. weeks back. Oh. Whose party? It wasn't really a party. It was just like a dinner thing. Oh, it was like a six-year-old birthday party, wasn't it? No. No, it wasn't. Who's fucking six? Children. <laughs> it wasn't, though. Yeah, I think I think we were just having dinner. I think we were just hanging friends. out, yeah. yeah. I don't believe there was an occasion. Was there a holiday? Was that a holiday weekend? What was the dip? What was? I think it was like artichoke dip. or something. Ooh, that's a tough one to say no to. Yeah. Well, especially when you're me. Oh, there was also sushi. What? Yeah. This sounds like some kind of party. I ate nothing. I mean, it wasn't. Why not? Because there was sushi, cookies, and dip. Why don't you have some dip with a spoon? I didn't want to. I had already relegated myself to I don't get to eat here. Um, that's sad. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> sad. But you drank. Yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know he's going to drink. Yeah, because Sarah texted me earlier in the day. She's like, what can I get that you'll eat? And I go, I don't know. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. And then they took it too far, and they went, "Let's get sushi because that'd be fun." <laughs> that's how Ray. Oh, Larry said. was in town. That's why it was like oh, a yeah, party kind of thing. Ah, oh. that's right. So, um, yeah, I I noticed like I can recover 
from being quite drunk pretty easily, which makes me feel like I'm invincible and the youngest person ever. And like Brett's mentioned this before too, like, geez, you didn't get any sleep. You drank last night. Now you're at the gym and you're doing fine. Yeah. Right? You've commented on this type of thing. Uh, yeah, I have said that. Yeah. <clears throat> so a few days ago, Puke and I are at the gym and we're doing a pull day. So we start out by doing some heavy lower back exercise. In this case, it was dumbbell rows. And I do pretty good with the dumbbell rows. I do my heavy dumbbell rows and I feel fine afterwards. Then I go, man, it's nice out. And our new gym has an outdoor space. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. And Brett came and joined us a few days back too. And Brett's like, let's flip a tire. Yeah, they have the giant. I've never done this before. Construction. So we flipped the tire around for a bit and pushed a sled thing around. Yeah. And, um... So I thought, geez, it's really nice out. There's only going to be so many really nice days left where it's like sunny, but not hot. Yeah. So I said, let's go outside and flip a tire before we move on to some other exercises. So we go out and I go, okay, when Brett was here, we were doing three flips and like the next person jumps in, right? And Mm. flips it back the other way. So I said, let's do four flips. Let's go crazy on flipping this tire. So I, I bend down and I grab the bottom of the tire tread and... I stand up kind of like in like a deadlift sort of motion. Yep. And I'm using a lot of strength because like I did this once before. So now I'm an expert. <laughs> um, so I pull the tire up and I get it up on its edge. Like I do this thing where I quickly move my hands around from like a pulling up position to a pushing up position. Yeah. And I do it very effectively and fast and it was good and I felt strong. At the same time, uh, there was a very loud pop <laughs> and I pushed the tire up and I went, Oh, fuck. And then I collapsed. An audible pop in your body is never good. Had two of them. Uh, Andrew was there for both of them. Uh, And lots of pain and tribulation followed for me. Mm. Some of it lasted a long time. Tell us about your pop. So there was a pop. And uh, what happened, Pew? Because obviously I... Hey, reminder, there's cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was watching you. And uh, you basically just like lifted this fucking thing up on its side and went, no, 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 I can't do it. And then you explained that you felt something pop. And I was like, oh, my God, what? I asked you, did it feel like uh, uh, the spine itself or muscles or? It was very know? spiny. Yeah. Not muscly. And you were like, yeah, it's like like when you crack your knuckles. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that yeah. sounds bad. <laughs> so at this point, I'm thinking this is really bad. This is the worst back pain I ever had. It's like a nine. And out of ten, nine? Oh. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, one of two things is going to happen here. Either now I have a major back problem with, with horrible back pain, yet I can still move around. It's very painful, but I can move, right? Or this could be the best thing that could ever have happened to my back. Like, what if my posture is magically better now? <laughs> right. Like, this could be great. I don't want to look just at the negative side of this. Yeah. yeah. So I try to walk it off a little bit. I can't really bend over at this point. But luckily, we had already done the lower back exercise, so I don't have to fear having to go and not do that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So next up is pull-ups. And we're outside, and they got these rings dangling. So I go, let's do some pull-ups. And I could do, I'd do the pull-ups just fine. Yeah. No pain. Um, the pain was just sitting down or standing up. You did dangling rings pull-ups? Yeah. Oh, nice. So um, then we... I'm not doing any kind of hamstring pull exercise because I'm afraid of this back situation. That involves a lot of back. I did not like to admit that I was afraid of the back situation. So 
We do the pull-ups, which is also a back workout, but different part of the back. Then we go inside, and it's time to do biceps. So we're doing uh, incline bench dumbbell curls. You can't do a lot of weight with that. Right. Like 30-pound dumbbells. Right. Right? So I go, and I grab the 30-pound dumbbells from the rack. I bring them over to the bench we're about to use, and I go to set them down, and I realize I can't set them down. <laughs> I cannot get these to the ground. So I, I, I hold them a couple feet above the ground and just drop them. <laughs> And I tell Puke, I'm sorry, Puke, but you have to hand me every dumbbell for the rest <laughs> of this workout and set it on my knee. Yeah. So he had to hand me things and finished that workout. And I went, I'm really going to try and come to the gym tomorrow. Um, maybe there's a way that I can still work out and not like make my back worse. Like I feel like going too easy on myself is only going to prolong this problem. I don't know. So the rest of that day, I was in pretty horrific pain. Yesterday, I wake up. Actually, I kind of didn't sleep well because the pain was so bad. Mm. Um, woke up yesterday, tried to like put on a sock. <laughs> 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 Fucking impossible. Yeah. I, I'm making coffee in the morning, and I got stuff in a lower cupboard. I had to have puke get it for me because I couldn't get it yeah. out of the lower cupboard. I could hear you in your room because I was in, outside in the office waiting or something, and I just kept hearing... Ow. <laughs> Ow. Ow. That was me yeah. trying to put on like, boxers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on in there? He's, uh, and it was just you. Uh, it, it was just the funniest part is that you were going, ow, instead of like, ugh. You know, you weren't, you were literally saying ow out loud by yeah, yourself. Because if I make it more fun, uh, yeah. it can't be that bad, right? Yeah. So sure. regardless of how bad it is, <laughs> if I, if I go, Oh, like it's real serious. Yeah. Then I'm gonna give it more power. Mm. That's how I. That's what they say when you get shot. Yeah. Quick, make a joke. Ow. <laughs> Just do ow, and then it's way less bad. Um. So last night we end up going bowling, and I think, geez, can I even roll a bowling ball? This sounds like something you could not do with this. What you've described so far, and it doesn't seem to be getting much better throughout the day. But I'm like, holy shit, am I no longer athletic enough? to roll a bowling ball. Mm. And throughout the day, I thought, fuck, I guess I'm getting old. Like, this is what happens when you get old. Like, you can just get injured. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for a, like, and not just, like, shake it off. That yeah. sucks. God, that sucks. I feel so old. So, we go bowling, and no problems, and I'm doing pretty good. I'm bowling powerful and fast. I was angry they didn't have a speed thing. Yeah. I just like seeing how fast I can bowl. Yeah, the screen said speed and uh, miles per hour, and it never, never said any numbers, though. But throughout bowling, I'm like moving my hips around. Like as I'm bowling, I'm going, ooh, doesn't hurt that bad. Doesn't hurt that bad at all. Maybe bowling is exactly what I needed. Sure. And I'm bending and twisting, and yeah. like I put the shoes on without like too much pain. Violently torquing weights yeah. off yeah. balance. Yeah, swinging balls around, <laughs> not going for the lightweight ball, just going for whatever ball I'd normally go mm -hmm. for. Feeling pretty fucking good and going, oh, I am invincible. I just had a serious back injury and I recovered from it in like 30 hours. <laughs> and today I've had pain, but like, I don't even want to say ouch. All right. Here's the thing that I just, so want, fixed. You to, I just want you to be aware of this. Uh, I had, when we were going to Gold's Gym, downtown Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. and I started being like, I think I'm having some back problems, Right. So then I get my friend Scott Hambrick, who's a strength coach, on the phone. I say, Scott, I'm having some back problems. I've been doing deadlifts at 6 a.m. I don't think that's the right thing for me. 
Mm. And he said, do rack pulls. So a rack pull is when you don't deadlift from the ground. You lift it out of a rack that's like maybe at knee height. Okay. So we started doing those for a while. And then I really fucked myself up doing one of those. But a week went by and it got better. And then the next thing you know, we were at a different gym. LA Fitness. Andrew and I are using some leg machine. That was when I had my pop. Oh. And that was when my back was fucked for, I don't know, four or five months Hmm. without any relief. And I can still feel that. I can still feel that injury. But it doesn't stop me from doing anything anymore. But it was a long haul. So just, I would say, I'm telling you this story to say, just be aware that it might come back. And you can control that by just being aware. Okay, well, <clears throat> I'm just going on this trajectory here. I like, when I see things going a certain direction, I like to really push them hard that direction. So, like, a day and a half ago, I couldn't bend down and pick up a sock from the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Certainly not a weight. <clears throat> but I was able to bend down and pick up a bowling ball from, like, a rack pool height. Mm-hmm. I went, okay, that's not nothing. That's not just me bending over with no weight. That's some weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm swinging it about. And then I could pick up the sock. I could get into that lower cupboard today. Bowling therapy. <laughs> then, just to test it out, going, geez, am I going to go to the gym and have to have puke grab every single dumbbell and bring it to where I need it to be brought? I thought this was going to be the way for a while with me. Remember when I was hurt and we were going? <clears throat> yeah. We had to play tennis and racquetball left-handed. Left-handed. Yep. That was another injury <laughs> caused by the first injury, I'm pretty sure. So just during the break there, I walked over to that kettlebell and I went, well, let's see what this is like. So I bent down and picked it right up and I go, okay, we went from zero pounds to 35 pounds like that. Now it's time in half of that, like in half of that, like that time, we're going to go from 35 pounds to like 135 pounds. Mm-hmm. So like tomorrow you're going to try and do like 70 pound kettlebell swings. Yeah. Well, good luck. Kind of want to try to do a kettlebell swing right now. I know it's going to be painful. (laughs) Try it. Let's do it on the show. All right. Here comes a swing. Andrew is going to get a kettlebell. I'd like to remind everybody of the time uh, where Andrew left the mic once to do a handstand and fell. So we're going to wish him better luck with this. Oh, he's doing alternate hand kettlebell swings. I'm fixed. Okay, that kind of hurt. He yelled, I'm fixed. Oh, that kind of hurt. <laughs> um, it didn't hurt while I was swinging it. It hurt when I set it back down. Mm. How about a snatch? What is that? It's when you... Uh, oh, when you just pull... All right, Brett's now standing up. He's doing a snatch. He grabs the kettlebell from the floor, and he goes... Pick it up. All right, so does like a... Swing to warm up. He does a swing to warm up, and then flings it up over his All right, head. I'm going to try that. This seems like doable. <laughs> there you Andrew go. Does a he, he did a snatch. All right, Andrew is fixed. Cured. Congratulations. All right, well, happy about that. Because well, if you guys were, if this show had been yesterday, mm-hmm. you couldn't have, no way. It would have been a whole lot more depressing. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. I've been, you know, had a couple injuries at the gym, mainly from the leg press, it seems. 
and they are it's no fun it's no fun when you can't uh do movements yeah I'm, i just really like how the pain went from so severe to so almost non-existent hmm. that quickly <laughs> yeah that's great cocaine you could have just um bulged a disc that's what it seems like maybe like uh, part of the um foamy stuff i'm gonna pretend that like once i'm fully healed a better me is coming out. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Like, my back is even better than before. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of Lethal Weapon when Mel Gibson was in a straight jacket. Mm-hmm. You know? So, that's like one Mel Gibson. Yeah. Straight jacketed Mel Gibson. But he dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, that, and he went, ah! And then he got out of the straight jacket. Yeah. This could be, you know. And then he just smashed it against the wall to pop it back into place. Yep. It's Andrew's story here. Non-straight-jacketed Andrew. Yeah, maybe you should have... I could have just kicked you in the back real hard to fix it. Maybe. That's how it works in cartoons when you get amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to fix it, the only cure is to get hit in the head again. Yeah. Exactly. That's just good science. Mm -hmm. Like in the Looney Tunes, you know, like they get a bump on the head. Yeah. Whenever you get hit in the head with something. But if you hit it again, a new bump just protrudes from somewhere else on the head. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like you can just like push it back in. Yeah, they look like sausages. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, what we expect sausages to look yeah. like. We call that TBI now. A days, traumatic brain injury. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, I think um, that's the wave of let's play this. I went to not a Renaissance fair yesterday, but a colonial fair at something called the William Penn Colony in Saxonburg, which is not too far from here. And I'm wondering why there are not more historic period uh, kinds of fairs. Like, why does Renaissance get all the fairs? Like, the Renaissance uh, is this great nerds. time. I know, but why do they like that so much? And why don't they like, why aren't there like future fairs? Oh, well, I guess, well, there kind of are, like, the world's CES fair. or... The world's fairs. Yeah. Of. Wait, what's CES? Like, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas? Mm, yeah, Where yeah. they show off a lot of new uh, consumer electronics? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not a fair. No. People aren't dressed up like the future. Uh, they might be. That, I, I hate them, then. <laughs> <laughs> but why aren't there, like, Roman fairs? And mm. yeah. yeah, there's really only... Well, they do have Civil War reenactments. Right, there's the Renaissance Fair, there's the Colonial... Fair slash reenactment, like colonial village type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the living And then there's the Civil War reenactments. Mm. Yeah. There was a brief reenactment that lasted less than 10 minutes. They called it a battle reenactment. Okay. And there was a British flag, and we heard a bunch of cannon fire. So we went running, and then it was over. <laughs> musket fire, musket fire. Uh, but it's quite a crowd, and there are people who really get into it, mm. you know? Yeah. So... Puke, you should start um, a Desert Storm 2 reenactment club. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't be very fun. No. There'd be nothing joyful about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah, is there anything joyful about a Civil War reenactment, which was like the most U.S. deaths ever? Yeah, but I think they like it because they can be like, look at this technology, look at these guns, look at these muskets, look yeah. at this stuff. And uh, we would just, uh, at the Desert Storm 2, would just be like a Abu Ghraib prison reenactment. 
and uh, you a get baby to, shooting drone. Yeah, you get to drone babies, and then uh, like at Some one point, cell batteries one to drop point, on goats. Yeah, you get a corn dog, and like you walk into the next exhibit, and an ID just goes off and kills a bunch of people. <laughs> and it's like, yay, <laughs> Afghanistan. So it's confetti in there. Oh, okay. Inside the people? comes. Is that what you call it? No, inside the uh, the explosive. Yeah. Well, it's a bunch of people who are just being real opportunists. You know? They're selling shit in... Pla- like you say, oh, okay, yeah. we're, we're going to set up a bunch of stands where people can you know, sell their wares that are colonial, yeah. supposedly. Was there a guy so doing like blacksmithing? Yeah, people walk... Yeah, there were. There's always strong. a blacksmith. Yeah. But people are giving you shit in plastic bags. Like you want kettle corn? Because that's fucking colonial in a big plastic bag. <laughs> it's just an excuse for people to to eat stuff. I, I mean, I ate a delicious sausage. Yeah, that's like a fair. Isn't that what a fair is? Just an excuse to go somewhere and eat shit food. That's what it seemed like. Funnel cake, cotton and candy, it, and it said yeah. cakes cakes made of a funnel. That's what they called them <laughs> in colonial times. Hilarious. Eric in the chat Yield says funnel? improvised enthusiasm device. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so were there people dressed up in colonial um, garb? Wow, if the answer yeah. wasn't a resounding yes. Yeah, but it wasn't a lot of people. That's, that's the thing, is that it was most people were not. And only performers were. Okay. And they didn't even have enough soldiers to do a good reenactment. They had to bring kids in. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that was actually part of the reenactment. How old are there? There was probably like 16-year-olds. Yeah, I seen that Mel Gibson movie. movie. There was one kid who was three. Did they uh, turn away any black folk at the door? Mm. Be like, you're not allowed here. This is a reenactment. You'd be surprised. <laughs> it was quite a homogeneous crowd. Mm. Well, it was Saxonburg. It was Asians Saxonburg. were uh, like, they were just like, oh, you're Asian? Come over here and work on this railroad? There were Asians. There were Asians. It may have as well be called Anglo-Saxonburg. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Huh. But I don't know. I was uh we we had a great time obviously, but I kind of wanted more musket fire and more like people really buying into the colonial thing. Hmm. I feel like people should be selling stuff in plastic. Bags. I think yeah, I think uh for that you would want to go to the um oh, what's the uh the fort? They have a a fort, colonial fort. Ligonier days. Mhm. In Ligonier, Pennsylvania, there is a large museum, and they've recreated this colonial fort that used to be there, like, you know, 300 years ago. And they have one of these reenactment days, and it's probably way bigger than the Penn's William Colony Pen. I think I'm just saying I want them to take somebody to, like, take this shit as seriously as, like, Westworld. (laughs) (laughs) By, like, actually inventing cyborg robots that are self-conscious? Yeah, I mean, there and you were can people, shoot them and rape them and such. Well, like a guy wearing colonial garb with sneakers, or a girl walking <laughs> around in a colonial dress with a Letterman's, like with a football jacket on. Oh, I was just like, uh, it's like this is not really taking me back to the days when syphilis was everywhere. Yeah, who's in charge? George Washington had syphilis. That didn't everybody back then. And he was in charge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why they wore wigs, right? A lot of syphilis. I was just interesting. I had a lot of William Penn in my life over 
a few days, went to the William Penn Fair, and then Andrew and I went to the William Penn Tavern. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. At which we order the food, and I declare, I fucking hate going out to eat. Yep. I'm not going out to eat anymore. <laughs> we also... Why is that? And since then, I think I've been out to eat twice. Walked all around uh, the William Penn Hotel last weekend with Danny and Alice. Was I there? Yep. Well, we didn't really walk around. Well, I guess we did literally walk around it. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Not in it. Yeah. And I've, I've been in it. Yeah. We, man, Pittsburgh's getting depressing. Like, it's not as depressing as your city, listeners, but it, it's <laughs> it's getting there. Like, it's starting to turn into your city to a, to a degree. We're just walking up the street in the middle of downtown, and all of a sudden, there's just a, a horrible yelling fight breaks out. Two ladies. I don't know if that's the term I'd use. Okay. Two call them like, uh, creatures. Trashy pieces of shit. Two females uh, come flying out of a 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. A 7-Eleven where they have to play loud classical music to try and deter the unwanted. Mm. Is that really true? Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's why yeah, they play loud they classical blare. music so the homeless don't just camp out in front of it. Oh. This or, is this or what youths. Pittsburgh's turning into. So these two women. Now, this is a what we'll call an urban scene. <laughs> so close your eyes, everybody, and picture an urban scene. These two women, uh, they're not fighting at first. They're just yelling at each other, right? Mm-hmm. One woman has managed to abscond with the other woman's cell phone, right? In which she kind of ceremoniously slams it into the street, <laughs> like yeah. fires it straight down into the pavement, shattering yeah. it. Then, once that is done goes back at the woman and they get into a very uh, physical altercation that brings them both down to the ground where I'm sure there is hair pulling, uh, forcible extension removal uh, (laughs) takes place. Maybe some nails were broken. Yes. And then a gentleman uh, who is part of their community, we'll say, comes up and breaks up the fight. Then another gentleman who is also part of the community, an older gentleman who Mm -hmm. might have been drinking, walks down the middle of whatever this street is, right? We're coming up to Smithfield Street. If you want to put a pin in your map of Pittsburgh of events that we talk about on the show, (laughs) take some of those pins off McKnight Road and move one to Forbes and Smithfield. That is about where this happened. At that 7-Eleven on the corner. That's precisely where this happened. A man walks down the street, a little, just a couple, maybe a hundred feet away from your pin. And he says, let them ladies fight. (laughs) That is his declaration. As he walks by us, his entire butt is out of his pants. And you say, yeah, Brett, that's the style. They wear their butts out of their pants. Well... That might be, you know, a, a way of saying it, but you, you're thinking that boxer shorts are there, mm-hmm. right? So you're yeah. looking at somebody's boxer shorted butts, or uh, what are the what are the other underwears that people call boxer brief butt, right? Now you're looking at a butt. This is a man's it's a bare butt, a bare butt, pants worn below a bare butt, mm-hmm. taking sagging to a whole new meaning. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe this. <laughs> And it's incidents like this that just make me really sad. Yeah, it make me sad. Like, as much as I love Pittsburgh, man, I I don't think I want to move back to Pittsburgh at any point in time. Well, do you really think that this is an uncommon thing? No, but I think it's I something mean, that's been accelerating <laughs> more and more. Yeah, and getting worse. I think there are people that are just 
they think this is more acceptable. Oh, yeah, because, you you know, there was uh, plenty of diversity around, but none of the white folk were getting involved in that shit. What I've said is this is a feature of cities. If you grew up somewhere like where I grew up, there are white people doing stuff like this. Yeah, they're sure. out in the country, though, where they belong. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, where they can't impact anybody else. Yeah, and that's the well, problem maybe. with cities is that they push everyone real close together, right? White people, you give them a trailer park and, you know, butts out, fights, hair pulling, all that stuff. It's fine. Uh, but this is like right in your face. It's like happening right on top of you. And this guy's butt, it, it was the <laughs> most I ever felt was a, a like a butt right on top of me. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, yeah, like... Ass- visually assaulted? Y- yeah. I mean, it was real close. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was going away. Yeah, it was kind of stumbling uh, away from us. Now, least. here we are. Uh, it's me, James, Andrew, Gabriella, Danny, and Alice. Whole group of whites. Standing right in the middle of this, trying to decide where we're going to have dinner. <laughs> in the midst of this scene, and I say, this is the worst place I've ever tried to make a decision. We must go somewhere else. We must disperse from here now. So we did. But here's the thing. Like, Pittsburgh... Other cities have this in abundance. Much worse than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh always was better because it had far less of this. But I feel mm-hmm. like in the last three years, it's just ramping up. Yeah. Yeah, because you had a com- two mm-hmm. women, right, who are, you know, whatever's going on. They're having a hard time. They take it out on each other. There's always that elderly gentleman who's part of their community who goes, ladies, ladies, come on. Right? Yeah. And that's it. They've all died off. Well, he's been. Well, he was there, but now he's counterbalanced <laughs> yeah. by Butt Guy, <laughs> who is also kind of older guy. He's not as old as elderly gentlemen. Ladies, please calm down. But he says, "Let them fight," and walks by with his butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like at what point do we get to a to a stage where the average age of the people involved in this skirmish is like late forties, early fifties? I feel like this used to be frowned upon by the adults, and it was only the act of children. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or oh, very yeah, immature it's... people. Well, yeah, now those... Now we've allowed immaturity to reach into senior citizenry. Yeah. Or at least middle age for sure. Were those women that old? I thought they were young. Yeah, I don't know, but... I, I would say they were in their at least late 30s or 40s. Oh, that's too They old. were not, uh, like, college-aged or teenagers or anything. They were definitely adult age. Old enough to n- to not have uh, drunken fights on the sidewalk. I'm like, I don't yeah, think they were drunk. No, uh, the l- camo lady had to have been fucking wasted on something or just insane because we saw her after the fight. We managed to get back to our vehicles and then came down the road back in front of this place again, and she was still in the street yelling and and talking to herself loudly and like an insane person. Yeah, I think it's so I, was, I think it's some kind of mental oh, issue. Yeah. yeah. Combined with shoes that are not conducive to balance. <laughs> Maybe. Which looks, it appears, like a drunk person with yeah. shoes that are not oh, conducive okay. to balance. I see a scene like that. I want to know everything. I want to know how this started. Yeah. Right? I think you're going to be disappointed by the explanation in many cases. Like what the, what has actually brought people to physical violence like this? Mm. Yeah, it, it was probably like a, a fight involving like TikTok. 
Could have been. Inside the 7-Eleven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it seemed um, like it started inside the 7-Eleven and one woman, uh, one woman gained control over the other woman's phone. That's, yes. what, that's what spilled out into the streets. Right. So what took place that led to someone taking someone else's phone? Yeah. Yeah. These are the that's type of people question. who can't go into a 7-Eleven without social media-ing mm. something. Yeah. Mm, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I Like, maybe. do they sell press-on nails at 7-Eleven? They might. Was in she that posing location? in front of the press-on nail rack? <laughs> I don't think it was that. I think it probably was something that happened at the counter where the woman had put her phone down and the other woman picked it up and ran out into the street with it. You I think, think it was just blatant theft? Uh, I don't think it was blatant theft. I think it was a an attempt at problem solving. Or I will mm. at least show you why you shouldn't fuck with me. So I grab your phone and I run outside. Right. So I'm thinking there was something happening with the phone like... She was filming something or saying something probably on TikTok or Instagram or something like that. No, I that's that seems like I get what you're saying, but because that raises the stakes, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. Since we didn't see how the altercation started, there's no real way to know. And we didn't go into the 7 Eleven to interview. Oh, we should have. People. Oh, why didn't you think of that? Because I didn't want to go any fucking where near that shithole. <laughs> if I had some kind of suit of armor, some kind of that protected me from the Spit. gouging of like sharp uh, heeled shoes or fake nails. Yeah, mm. I just don't want like the gross stuff touching me. I would know. I mean, it's like an Iron Man suit. Like I'll take a punch, but I don't want to like take a a scratch or like be have the bottom of that shoe touch me or like their foot. Ew. <laughs> yeah. But if... um. Jeez, you know, I felt like saying that to uh, when we were riding bikes today through Homewood. I think I said something like, I don't trust the average driver in this neighborhood. Yeah. Mm. You know? Um, but if I had some kind of specialized suit where I could walk up to these altercations, I would try to break it up. I don't want anyone to get hurt and say, ladies, tell me the whole story. Tell me the whole story. You know? But it's also like an Iron Man yeah. suit where it gives me like extra strength so I can hold them apart. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, if and you're going to be... That seems expensive, though. I think I got a better option for you. The Bubble Boy suit. Oh, that would be poked... He just hole. bounced off everything. No, it, he bounced yeah, off... He got real, hit by a bus. It's really thick plastic. Yeah, but he, he Fell out of an airplane. Okay. Did he have an altercation with one of these ladies and their nails? Oh, he had an entire cult. Like, mob him. Yeah. Right, but did they have the nails? Danny Trejo threatened him with a knife. Okay, well, see, I don't think a bubble is the right approach. I think it needs to be kind of like metal. metal. Hard. Yeah. Impenetrable. But flexible. Mm. Kevlar, maybe. And I travel around with somebody who, like, writes the story down. Like, we want to tell your story. Oh, it would be like a knight and your squire. Yeah. Scribe. Scribe, yeah. That's what a squire was. I want to think a squire was a scribe. Yep. He I was. think a squire was like an, a, a knight apprentice. Nope. No, I think a squire was definitely a knight apprentice. I'm pretty sure I'm right. You're or thinking they, of scribe. They were definitely like a knight assistant. A scribe was the one who scrabbled. Maybe, well, okay, but if a knight only <laughs> has a squire, then the squire has to do the scribing. Right. Mm. Right. If a, Well, sure. A squire can scribe, but it doesn't make him a scribe. Mm, maybe He's so. He's still a squire who scribes. Fuck. A knight's apprentice. See? How do I know See what it says about and the the movies. Why always, are you so certain always that I'm wrong? Writing down the tale of the night. 
The scribe I think is part of their duty as the an scribe. apprentice. Now the squire. I don't think so. You think the squire has the scribe? I think I think the squire sits above the scribe. I think the knight probably goes, squire, go tell my tale to the scribe. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the squire is not some little piddly writer. The squire is a future warrior, a future knight. A scribe is not somebody who's in training to be a knight. Okay. Therefore, the scribe is beneath the squire. Hmm. Yes. Put yeah. down your parchment, scribe. That is a uh, squire. That yeah, is there's a job. There's a list of the jobs that they do, and it's and none of them is scribing. See, they take All care right. of horses. Yep. Uh, they guard prisoners. But they dress the knight in armor. The scribe is quite powerful because the scribe is writing history. Yeah, so, he could write it. However so if he wants. the squire pisses off the scribe too many times, he could unsquire that guy. I am a 21st century urban knight. <laughs> yeah. I travel around breaking up poor people fights <laughs> with a squire who is my apprentice. Yeah, he watches your back. And a scribe who records to TikTok. I see now, ladies, now that everything is calm, tell your story to the scribe. <laughs> and I collect tales and I submit them to City Paper. <laughs> it's a column for City Paper. That might, yeah, you might have, you might have an angle there. Make sure it's bulletproof, your armor, just in case. The column is just called Urban Nights. But I say it again. I think I said this last week. When I drive through those bad neighborhoods, I see the, some of these, these people, these young black men, up to, as society deems it, no good. And I say, I want to get involved. I don't think society <laughs> deems it that anymore. Mm, yeah, actually, that's kind of a good point. But they are still on the outside, Right, looking in in a lot of ways. I feel like at this point, depending on what you're defining as society, I feel like if you're a group of young black teenagers on a front porch doing things that maybe in days past would have been considered nefarious, that's more accepted by certain groups than simply, I don't know, driving a pickup truck. Mm. Mm -hmm. With a flag on the back. No, just driving a pickup truck. Oh, yeah, just simply having a truck yeah (laughs) yeah there was no hip-hop for teens with pickup trucks teaching kids that that's acceptable to Mm. have a pickup truck and a gun shoot a fucking squirrel you know that's Mm. but they still feel cast out and the white people who claim to be helping and rescuing them are only fetishizing them it's not like they really care about them and all the things they've done to supposedly help them has only hurt them. Well, who was was it? Was it AOC or somebody else? The politician who was afraid of the pickup trucks on Long Island it was some. Uh, I was somebody on CNN. Yeah, it was just some random lefty just idiot. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah, some frantic woman said, "I saw Trump flags and I saw like, American flags, and what that means is they're saying this is their country." Like Brian Stetler, or whatever his name is. Stelter. Stelter. Yeah. That frantic woman. Yeah. <laughs> They put an article up on he uh, should be a frantic woman. their website uh, this week that said these four words are responsible for vaccine misinformation. Oh, really? Guess what the four words are. Uh, Trump. Nope. White supremacy. That's two words. These four words. This four word phrase is responsible oh. for vaccine misinformation. All right. Give it to us. Do your own research. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because how dare anybody know what's going? Just listen to your betters. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Two things. Puke. I still want to know why you were so certain I was wrong about the scribe. 
Because I was pretty certain that a squire did that. Were you pretty certain, or was yes. it just because I was making a declaration? No, it's because I thought a squire okay. told the tales okay. of the night. Okay. Pretty certain. I've seen a goddamn nerd movie where that's the case. But scribe, scrib, scribble. Yeah, I know a scribe was a thing. Prescription. But I thought squires also scribbled. <laughs> Rock scribbling. Yeah. So, uh... I have to throw this out. Been, this has been negative. I don't like it. Um, I have to say, I was at an event uh, earlier this week. Multiple days. It was a symposium, a conference. And this was on a college campus where there's a mask mandate on the entire well, campus. left a pookage. And it was filled with people I'm trying to sell stuff to. Those people were government bureaucrats. Worked for the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, also educators. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I like to mix it up. And I walk into this place and I, I don't have a mask anywhere. I don't know what's going on. I walk up and I, I see some people inside wearing masks. At first I go, oh, it's the staff. The staff is wearing masks. Oh, and we're on a college campus. Masks are mandatory. Yeah. What does that mean for me? Mm, you're not a, you didn't even graduate high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I walk up to register and she's like, oh, here's a free mask like with our logo on it. And I go, Okay. Thanks. You shove it in your pocket. Yeah, I just go and I threw it like in my bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at the table, not wearing a mask. People are milling about wearing masks, but I see as soon as they walk outside, like where they have like food set up and stuff, as soon as they open that door, the mask comes off. No one's wearing a mask, regardless sure. of whether yeah. they're eating or not. They're just outside not wearing masks. And I go, there's not one person here who actually believes in this whatsoever. So it was a difficult choice to consistently not wear the mask in front of all these people, yet. It didn't stop anybody from walking up to me and talking to me. And in many cases, while they were talking to me, something clicked in their head partly through the conversation and they just pulled their mask off. Mm, yeah. So they the conversation. Saw, they were like, hey, look, this guy's not dead yet. I think they like seeing somebody not wearing a mask because it makes it that much less frightening for them to not wear the mask. Yeah. It's hard to be the first lemming right. off the cliff. So right day or... one, it was like 99% masked and I was the 1%. By day three, it was still like 90% masked, but hey, there was 10% of people not masked. Hmm. And you, you like to believe that you're the, you're the one that... kind of think I am. I'm starting to like this. You're the rebel that led the charge. 24 hours after I declared to Andrew, I'm not going out to fucking dinner anymore. I'm at uh, Nikki's Thai Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're seeking West. out all the people that are going to be problematic yeah. for you. Yeah, you're I'm like, not where, seeking them out. No, no, no. This where can food? I go where everyone hates me? Hip coffee shops? Homewood? <laughs> no, but we, I mean, but we did the same thing. We went in without masks, and there were signs everywhere. This one woman walked around the corner, saw me and Gabriella with our mouths out, right? <laughs> and gasped audibly, said something like, oh, my God, as she walked by us. I fucking. How is that a real person? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we went to our table, and then, you know, you're at a table, so you're fine. Uh, but then other people walked in, and they weren't doing it either. And it just felt like, hey, hey, how are you? Yeah. What's your story? Who did I hear? I, don't, I think it was on Tom Woods' podcast, and he was talking about somebody else that came up with this phrase, but Who's he that? said, 
Tom Woods? Don't know. The the guy that does the fucking podcast? Tom Woods show. Yeah. What do you, oh. what do you mean you don't know? I learned about him from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brett used to bring him up and I used to pretend I didn't know who he was. Oh. It got Brett very angry. <laughs> Except in this case, you took the bait and not Brett. Yeah. You know who would really hate that is Tom Woods. Yeah. Sure. Wouldn't we all if we were famous? Uh, but no, you said somebody called him the, the the mask is an IQ test now. Uh, how so? Well, you can you can basically you can use the mask as an IQ test for the person that is wearing it. How if so? you're if if you see somebody outdoors walking by themselves in a mask, that's kind of a tell. That like mm, maybe they're not so smart. Well, no, I think here's how it works: the non-masked anywhere is a low IQ person. Or likely a higher IQ person. <laughs> then you have your middle IQ people. Okay. And they're wearing masks in various places. And then there are degrees of that, like indoors only, mm-hmm. following rules, right? Outside wearing a mask. They're signaling something. Those are people with a average or slightly above average IQ. And they feel like they know better than the unmasked people. Mm-hmm. But then you go up higher and then you have the unmasked people up there too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's those people in the middle that act as if they're an authority and feel that they're smarter than everyone else. It's called the horseshoe. Oh, the mask horseshoe. Yeah. Of, of IQ. Yeah. It's like the bell curve. Yeah. It goes from, Hmm. So you don't have a lot of people at either end. Yeah. Right. Most people are in the middle just doing what, whatever the fuck. I, I don't know. Told. I thought it was a good analogy. Cause I look at people and judge them. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Carrie in the chat says, if Tom Woods found out you guys didn't know who he was, he would write an ebook about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good uh, insidey Tom Woods joke. Um, mm. So, I think that horseshoe, as far as like the mask graph yeah. and the horseshoe shape goes or whatever, that also applies to, stay with me here, um, on one end, you have the unmasked people, let's say the Amish. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you get further and further away from the Amish. But let's skip over the middle for a second. And let's go to the other extreme end. The other extreme end of the horseshoe circles back around almost to the Amish. These are people who have had enough success in their life. They've created the world that they want. And they've kind of retired and bought a farm. Landowners. They farm. They do things like the Amish. They get away from technology. Mm. They use technology as a tool for them. They're not a slave to it. So the Amish are on par with the best people. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the social media people, the technology people, the mask wearers, the shamers, the, all of that. The laptop class. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm. the Amish are just making money off the laptop class. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other people who are not Amish but act like Amish, they are employing the laptop class and making the laptop class do their bidding. Mm. Interesting. More reason to be more like the Amish. Yeah. I don't think it breaks that clearly across like the <laughs> IQ lines. I, I don't know. I, I bet there's a lot of smart people who are doing this just as a, it's kind of like a signal, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, obviously there's no fucking perfect analogy, but <laughs> I get, I get what it is, but like, um, it also, like maybe not IQ is the metric, but how your politics affects your common sense. Yeah. Like you gullibility. Know? Yeah. So to speak. Because like, are you in a cult? Because at this fucking point, two years into this shit, like, why would you wear a mask outdoors? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you not know at this point that, like, there's zero chance of you catching COVID by yourself outdoors? I don't think the people who are truly afraid 
and are wearing the mask outdoors really exist. Maybe not. Yeah, they're just wearing it to conform. Yeah, they're wearing it to conform. They're wearing it because they feel comfortable doing what they're told. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if my grandparents were told by some stranger on the street, like, hey, you're outside, put a mask on, they would. They wouldn't have put it on without that instigator. Yeah. Right? They wouldn't have put it on just because they're outside walking. But if as soon as someone told them to do it, they would do it. Yeah. Well, that's like we went down to the uh, Squirrel Hill area last week when Alice and Danny were here, and there were people all over that section of the city wearing masks and some not. But it was just like, it was weird to all of a sudden be like surrounded by people that are wearing masks yeah, again it seemed all like over we the place. Yeah, it's like we entered a different fucking like, oh, planet. What the fuck? Where, like where, it oh, yeah. felt uncomfortable. Last week, yeah, absolutely. So this we morning- We went into a coffee shop and it's like, oh, this is Everyone's wearing a mask, yeah. yeah. This is what kind of got me twisted this morning when we went to this coffee shop. The guy waited on us, had a mask on. Most, most people at the coffee shop, like if they weren't in their, you don't have to wear a mask if you're sitting here seat. Had masks on. Yeah. Right? So the guy who waits us has a mask on, and I look at his fingernails, and they're painted black. And the unresourceful part of my mind goes, I'm never taking orders from somebody who paints their fingernails black who's a man, who's not named Nick Ryder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But he didn't ask. He he wasn't like, you need to put a mask on. Because then I would have just said, "Um, I need to leave in principle. Yeah. So that's what got me kind of thinking shittily, and I was able to turn it around by having well, some internal right, dialogue. Right, and it's easy to project what you think their thoughts are of you. And also, mm-hmm. you because also, you're not conforming. Well, you also have to realize, too, that if it's anybody like that that is working, like, they are forced to do that. That's Absolutely. part of their job requirement. Like, I have to wear masks at work when I am... And I certainly don't want to make someone's job harder. Like, that's a shitty position to be in. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, uh, so we're supposed to be wearing masks at all times indoors and all this shit, but none of us do once we get, like, in our work area and we're kind of alone. And it's just me and a couple of my coworkers that none of us give a shit. And then, like, maintenance guys will come in, you know, and they're used to dealing with, like, the carpet walking class up in the, the offices and stuff. And they come in there and they've got the mask on. They see none of us wearing it. And they're like, oh, and they'll pull it down because they're like, oh, good. Nobody in here gives a shit. That's it. But yeah, it's it's <laughs> uh, it's like we're all in this fucking Milgram experiment, planet wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I went into uh, the recently, like when I'd say in August or something, when the the masks started coming back to businesses and shit. I went into a Giant Eagle, which is the worst grocery store. I'm now on Brett's side. I agree with him that they fucking suck. And they had signs up again where they're like, regardless of vaccination status, you have to wear a mask. And it's just like, okay, great. So now we're fucking, yeah. But how has that worked out? So I went, no. So I went in there and I didn't wear a mask and I said, no, I'm not going to fucking, let's see what happens. And the first like 10 people I saw were all old ladies wearing masks. And I'm like, oh God, this is, this makes me feel awkward. I don't like the fact that I, like, I do not like uh, the feeling of standing out or people like noticing me for anything. Yeah, but at this point, you kind of have to. And I just did. And, I, and then eventually I realized, oh, there's other people in here not wearing masks. And I just ignored it and went about my grocery shopping and fucking nothing happened. Nobody cared. Yeah, there is some kind but of... But I didn't like being in that situation where like I'm forced to now be self-conscious because I'm not wearing this fucking magic face diaper. Yeah, because the Milgram experiment's becoming the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And like, like for people to be so emboldened to walk up to you and demand medical information from you, which has only happened once, but yeah, uh-huh. it's going to happen again. And I don't even understand. Like, so my thing about this, 
and I almost posted about this online, but then I didn't, but I still might. It's time to stop suffering fools, right? The, all the things that the fools trust, like the CDC have said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this thing wears off. And then they've also said, like, yeah, we don't recommend doing the booster if you're well, under 65. Well, the FDA said that. Yeah. And then so, the CDC comes along and they're like, nah, we think you should. Okay. Because it's like, wait a minute. Who's like, so who do you listen to? Right. So it's like you, you give the person that. Like the CDC now admits this thing wears off. The FDA says they don't recommend the booster. People are walking out of the FDA over the, the issue of the booster. So that's kind of like, kind of feels like it's fucking settled. Yeah. The right? Moderna vaccine doesn't even have a booster. Right. Well, that's it. So then, yeah, you know, whole like, other thing. So how does that work? Like, what if they recommend boosters and then it's like, well, I didn't get that vaccine. And then they're like, oh, well, I, what, we're supposed to get like a vaccine from every provider now? <laughs> yeah, I think as long as nobody understands anything, then the whole thing is just a huge success. My yeah. response yeah, to that just is just going to be, look, I just fixed a severe herniated disc back problem <laughs> like it was nothing i'm sure i can handle COVID. just with my own willpower so i could talk yeah. about it on a show yeah 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 Ugh. speaking of vaccines my work is probably getting close to that they put out a survey they, survey. they had a they had a fucking you know memo where it's like well the government's gonna make us do all this shit so in order to get ready for that here's the survey we want to know what was the wording of the survey was it like... Um, I wish I had taken a screenshot, but... Are you in favor of putting people in danger? Yeah. Yes no, or no? <laughs> no, it didn't say that. It just oh. said, like, what is your vaccine status? And they... I was... At first, I was like, I'm not going to do this. Fuck them. But then I was like, I was so curious. I had to go to the survey and look at it. And there actually was an option. It was like, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated and plan to? Are you not vaccinated and not planning to? And then the last option was... you. Are you not, you're not willing to share your medical history or whatever the fuck. So I clicked that one and I was like, well, nice. I mean, that's better than them just saying like, you know, oh, are yeah, you vaccinated or not? You're right. flagged. Well, part of this too. You're vaxxed and flagged. And yeah. you, you guys should know this if you work at an employer uh, or you are forced to participate in some kind of bureaucracy. There's something called the Delphi technique for building the illusion of public consensus. So it's done a lot in like California, for example, which has a lot of like, uh, what are they called? Ballot initiatives or yeah. some other kind of referendums, right? Or referenda, whatever, uh, where people get to vote on actual issues. So there is a process of consensus building where this technique is used and originally it didn't have such a nefarious purpose. But like we've talked about on my show with school, where in the 1980s and 90s, they actually started building into the curriculum, like how to get kids to have certain attitude outcomes. It was called outcome-based education. And they actually blew the whistle on this first in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Hmm. There's a video called Who Controls Our Children? Peg Luxick. It's probably still on YouTube. You can go and she explains this whole thing. But they use this process called remediation, where if after the testing phase, the kid did not have the right beliefs, they would be remediated in an attempt to get them to have the right beliefs. So public consensus is often built this way, too, with you know these kinds of surveys that Andrew talked about with transportation and Puke talked about with the vaccination. So it wasn't on the actual show, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase the question. There was a survey about this multi-bazillion dollar, 50-year transportation mobility plan for Pittsburgh. 
and the newspaper had a survey question mm-hmm. that was just, do you want to see more innovative oh, that mobility yeah. solutions yes. in the do future? You- it wasn't, do you want Pittsburgh to spend endless amounts of money to increase public transportation? It was, do you want to see more innovation in mobility solutions? Yeah, it wasn't specific in any way or... Right. Pointed out that so like, that's this how you can easily just say everyone's for this. Yeah. yeah. And that is a winning in this world, in a non-logic world, uh, public opinion is a winning argument. So what they do is they start and they try to build a consensus towards a certain outcome that the public might not even know. It could be done in a place of employment. It could be done in you know a city, a county, a state, wherever. So... Like sometimes mm. these processes take a long time, so they go through several phases of kind of remediating or adjusting to get the questions that people will answer in the affirmative to, so then they have their illusion of consensus hmm. or at least popular appeal. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like on individual cases, this shit starts to get really sad too. Like I have a, a work colleague, he's a guy that we don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but I respect the guy, he's a good guy. And we were having dinner last week and he brought up a topic of like the vaccines and COVID and masks and all this stuff. And he's a a former military guy, had an entire military career. And I feel bad for these guys that, you know, kind of took that pill, believed in it for so long, felt like they were always doing the right thing. Right. And now they're kind of getting hit in the face because they're doing what they're told to a degree, but finally they're they're reaching a point, like a breaking point, where they go, no, I'm not just going to take this, or this doesn't compute for me. And they feel like everything they've done up to that point was just a waste. Mm-hmm. And like seeing that happen in real time is fucking tough. And it's not like I'm going to twist the knife by, you know, like calling them, you know, like a schmuck or something. Mm-hmm. But I can talk to them and, and kind of sympathize with them on like financial stuff and monetary policy and things like that. But it, I don't know. It's just sad to watch that happen. And I don't know what to do about it. Well, like, it's I'm a, not going to be like, here's a big fucking giant red pill for you on this, 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 and this. Yeah. It's not going to, I don't know. It's not going to help anything. Maybe not, but it's also like, I mean, it's good in a way because I mean, I, I've had that journey, so to speak. And yeah, but luckily like you c- kind of concluded that pretty quickly. Right. I didn't believe the lies for, you know, fucking 40 years or some shit. And I think a lot of people, especially after, you know, I mean, how many fucking veterans are there now after Afghanistan that are just like, you know, that 20 years of war just went right down the shitter and within 11 days, up, oh, Taliban's in charge again. <laughs> you know, it's really mentally tough for people to, to grasp with like, what the fuck did, uh, you know, all these men die for and get injured for and lost limbs and all the money. Do you think before those 11 days, a big percentage of those people believed in that still? And then (sighs) after those 11 days, they didn't? Uh, I feel like they didn't fall as far. Maybe not, but it's certainly... Like in that 11-day period. As like older vets, maybe, or, you know, vets of another era. Yeah. Like this guy that I'm talking about. Mm, Well, there's no way to tell because I haven't done it you know, a fucking survey of everybody on the planet. But I feel like that sentiment is stronger than maybe it was back, you know, you know, because like within, you know, the first few years after 9-11, everybody still thought that something was being done for a reason. And now it's just, you know, 
like both Iraq and Afghanistan turned out to just be a complete retarded waste of every fucking thing. Well, it's I mean, it, it it's really pretty wild that this whole Afghanistan story is the backdrop of this COVID thing where it's like, let's do a two decade case study in what sacrificing for your safety will get you. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's almost, it's, it's like hard to put into words, you yeah. know, that it, it's, it's almost like, is this a simulation? Yeah. You know, like that's, that is the secondary new, or it was last month anyway, the secondary news story to all the COVID stuff is like 20 years ago, the government said there's no price too high to pay for our safety and our security. It's going to yeah. cost trillions of dollars. It's going to cost all these lives. It's going to cost lives after the fact in mental illness and suicide. Mm -hmm. It's like it, the story has so many echoes of what we're currently dealing with. And in the end, like on the 20 year anniversary, it's like, okay, it's status quo September 10th, 2001. Yeah. Except now with your money, weapons that your tax dollars paid for. It's, it's unbelievable that so few people i mean maybe there are there are in like our world but i'm not paying attention to it aren't going yeah people don't kind of see the rhyme of this well i always wonder like how many you know i still hear it constantly everywhere where it's like soldiers are fighting for freedom mm -hmm. and it's like in what fucking sense like have you not been alive the last two years like <laughs> like like what do you consider freedom just being able to say uh freedom so, yeah. You know, I mean, there's so little actual freedom available out there. Well, I feel like, and maybe this is just my perspective, but when I go back 20 years, I feel like there was a pretty large contingent of young people who kind of declared bullshit on Iraq and Afghanistan almost immediately. Yeah. Like, there was a, a large contingent of those people, but as they got older, as they went from teenager to 20-something into college and whatever else well then, once once obama got elected yeah pretty much once bush pretty was much out of once there obama like, got elected they basically bought the corporatized message mm -hmm. like overnight and that's what like that's when i kind of woke up to libertarianism was watching all of these people just all of a sudden flip yeah mm -hmm. to authoritarianism when they were supposed to be the rebels yeah like all these punk rockers just fucking overnight just being manipulated yeah and it's yeah. Like it's, you were supposed to be the ones that were all high and mighty, thinking for yourself, and not just swallowing whatever is being shoved down your throat. Yeah. And then as soon as it was yeah, somebody who kind of said the right words and wasn't George Bush or neocons, yeah. and then it's just like okay, and now we don't like, have to pay attention anymore. Man, those, that's a lot more frightening to me than like the angry religious person up the street. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then they flipped into the resistance when the president changed again. Yeah. And when president changed again, they basically instantly became the East German secret police. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's a luxury of having no principles is you can just do whatever makes you feel good. And yep. we've certainly seen that. So. No. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's also imagine you're just a person that doesn't pay attention to this shit, really. You know, like if, if all you do is watch, I mean, even if you watch Fox News, you're like, you're probably too uninformed to really make a decent opinion but like there are people out there that don't pay attention to the news and so they probably still think that you know like COVID has a 50% death rate or some shit mm -hmm. yeah Bill Maher actually who continues to is interesting 
Because I don't know if he's just kind of like out in this, like, look at me, be a rebel, like a comedian's supposed to be. Well, at the end of the day, I'll still say all the right things that I'm supposed to say. No, I feel like he's been more, I don't know. But he'll still, when it, he'll still round up when the election comes. He'll still say, hey, I built some trust being the irreverent, rebellious comedian like you want me to be. But now everybody go vote for, you know, yeah. Kamal Harris. I mean, what choice do we have? You know, but like wasn't he, will he that do, 20 years ago? Too? But my, I mean, and so my, he's consistent, you know, so I actually watched Michael Moore made this movie called Fahrenheit 11 nine, which was like uh, kind of a revisitation of, uh, you know, Fahrenheit 911. But it's about Trump and 11 nine was like the day after the election. Oh, October 9th or uh, November 9th. Yeah, yeah, yeah OK. Yeah. So I watched it and he really builds a lot of momentum talking about like how people got fucked over in Flint with the water thing and how the democratic establishment is just so full of shit. And he builds a lot of trust that way, you know, Mm. saying things that like, I don't know, you'd hear Jimmy Dore, Tulsi Gabbard say, and then in the end they all just, it's like they're allowed to go out in this free range area, you know? And then when it comes time, they get called home and like, you know, now, now tell people what to do in the only way that matters. Yeah. You know? So um, I, I sometimes I think Bill Maher is doing that, but Bill Maher was on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Now, Jimmy Kimmel has major, major problems. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how he and Adam Carolla maintain any kind of a friendship if they do at this point. But, based, based on uh, listening to Adam Carolla's podcast, yeah, they still hang out and all that shit. And he just basically, you know, he's like, yeah, he's a good guy. So but, he, he mean, just ignores how do you not get bullshit. to a point where it's like you're saying things that are basically leading this country into civil war? Like Jimmy yeah. Kimmel said mm-hmm. on his show, because I'm kind of collecting some of this, like what are these people saying in this very effective form of propaganda is more and more people lose faith in what is traditional media. The, more of that responsibility is outsourced to these shows mm-hmm. to shape public opinion. So he says, yeah, if people are uh, not vaccinated, they don't deserve medical care. And he frames it as a joke, but basically delivers it as a huge punchline on his show. So Bill Maher goes on his show and says that thing, like says, you know, liberals are fucking real confused about this shit. They think, or whatever, leftists, Democrats are real confused about this. They think like 50% of people are dying with COVID. Yeah. So like our media has a lot of culpability in that. And Jimmy Kimmel just kind of giggled it off and didn't know what to do. Yeah. Gave like a nervous laugh. (laughs) Bill Maher also uh, mentioned Ted Kaczynski in his (gasps) last new rules and said, uh, that guy had some good ideas. (laughs) <laughs> like i've always said bill maher is the best yeah 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 so i like that um yeah it's really crazy like yeah are they are they just allowed to you know because sometimes they have enough original thoughts where they actually say it out loud and i think people just brush it off because they're i don't know i was le- like ah well he's he's on our side though so i legitimately try not to get too angry or worked up about this stuff but it's kind of hard. Like, Puke, you have organizations that are kind of telling you what has to happen, right? Like, they're giving, they're handing down rules, and that's got to be very frustrating. Yeah. I don't have that, but also, like, no one's really giving me anything. I have to kind of go get it for myself. And in doing so, all I end up doing is going, okay, I kind of have to do my own thing here, believe what I believe, and kind of live and act a certain way. And I'm not trying to convince anyone to change their beliefs necessarily. I'm just trying to kind of live by certain principles. But 
that can be looked at as like, oh, you're letting this influence every part of you. And it's like, okay, if I just went along with what someone told me to do, I would have shut down my businesses last year. Yeah. It was a mandate from Tom Wolf for me just to shut down, simply mm-hmm. shut down and just wait or shut down and go on to whatever. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just give up income sources? Yeah. Not work for a living? Not. Yes. That's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to cave on that front. Yeah. And I'm going to push back and resist. And I don't know. At, at a certain point, I think people are going to look at me and think I'm like a nutty fringe person. Mm-hmm. Well, so when I mean, do I, I guess it cross that threshold? Like, am I a nutty fringe person? Well, it depends Maybe. on who you're. Yeah. Depends on who you're talking to. Cause there are plenty of people out there that probably would say yes, but I, I don't care. Like I'm not gonna let that stop me. Yeah. Krishmerti, who was a spiritual leader said something like, uh, you know, there's no genuine prize for being well adjusted to a sick society, you know? Hmm. So I think we, we just need to, I mean, lots of people, Martin Luther King said something like that too, right? Like they say we're maladjusted, you know, is this what we want to adjust to, Hmm. you know? So I, I think that's, that's something to certainly keep in mind. I mean, it doesn't seem like you're going to be Andrew, um, affected by that. If you weren't last year when shit was actually like kind of scary and uncertain, then, but I, I mean, I think it's a good thing for people to tell themselves. It's like, yeah, I'm not adjusting to this. I will not adjust to this. I will not conform or be subsumed by this. Right. I, I mean, I, this is like, I, it's like, I said that to my dad. Uh, he's like, so what if, what, you know, what if you don't get the vaccine and, you know, or something like you die? Then I say, then I died defying madness, you know? Like, yeah. that's basic. At this point, I feel like that's what we're doing, which is why I've had a lot of ethical conversations where it's like, is it okay to basically lie to people about this at this point? And I think it is because people are fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- we, this is like mass psychosis. I've done a decent job of not having to lie to anybody. Yeah, I think that's great. And maybe- But I'm also not trying to convince anybody to, to change what they're doing or like to start thinking like me. Like, I'm not, I'm not telling anybody they're an idiot to their face no, not even I. behind their back necessarily. Like, yeah. Okay. There are things that if you're doing, you're an idiot. Like mm-hmm. anybody who's yelling at you for not wearing a mask outside, mm-hmm. they're an idiot. Mm-hmm. If they're not, if they're yelling at you for not wearing a mask inside, they could be afraid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're an idiot. It means they're afraid, which is also a dangerous thing yep. because when people are afraid, they have no problem having somebody tell everyone what to do as long as it works for them. Exactly. Or even if it fucking doesn't. I mean, if the last year and a half, right. who did this fucking work for? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Time will tell, I guess. We'll find out. Because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen if it, you know, I've had this thought that like if work does say you have to, you know, prove that you're vaccinated and all that shit to be employed. My thought is I'm just going to not say yes or no because I am vaccinated. I got the vaccine because I decided to mm-hmm. not because i was necessarily coerced into it i just was like yeah fuck it i don't want to get covid uh turns out now you will anyway it just won't be as bad i guess but who says it would have been bad anyway because you know right but i did have asthma as a child so those thoughts ran through my head but like you know if this big corporation that i work for is now demanding that you know well we have to follow OSHA now because you know i would like to be able to ask somebody like you know what is this corporation 
are, are you guys, you know, fighting this at all back? You know, are you saying like this is unconstitutional that you shouldn't as a corporation in a free society uh, just going to go along with this? Are you pushing back in any way? You yeah. Know? Are you are, are you convinced that this is the absolute last thing that will be demanded of you? Yeah. Which is just so myopic. Because what are we next? Like, what are we next that OSHA says that in order for you to employ people, they will have to do? Mm-hmm. You know, will it be the flu shot? Will it be, you know, uh, LASIK surgery? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know, you can't hire people to wear glasses. It's not safe. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my thought is, I don't know. I'm just not going to go along with it. Because for one thing... They know that I have the vaccine because I got it at work and I had to sign paperwork that was like, I'm not going to sue the company if I die from getting this vaccine on like work property or whatever, you know, some like just a blank, like, you know, no liability to the company. Um, But my thought is, is like, I'm just not going to cooperate and say whether or not I have the vaccine or not and see where that goes. Like, will they fire me if I don't walk around with my, you know, uh, vaccine card? taped to my forehead or some shit. I don't know, but it's, and it's a really scary thing because I've lived my life in this box of, of being employed by a corporation, you know? Yeah. yeah as, as most people, and most people have been way less thoughtful about it than you who are in that situation. So maybe, yeah, but, I would, I mean, I would think so, but I don't know. This, it's also interesting because I work in an area where I don't think there's a lot of, uh, vaccine taken, you know, it's, you know, I, I, most of those people come from around the Butler area mm-hmm. and it's not a place that's well known per se, probably for liking all of this nonsense. Yeah. Those 50,000 plus Trump ralliers at the airport, just a few miles away from where you work. Yeah. Uh, they all have to live and work somewhere. Right. So now is this company going to be like, like, cause what are they going to do if they don't fight back? Like they run the risk of being forced to like fire how many employees? Yeah. It's them and black people. So what <laughs> yeah. happened 12 years ago or 10 years or 11 years ago is that you had these two mass movements that were almost on the bullseye of a lot of what was wrong in America. One was the Tea Party. One was Occupy, mm-hmm. right? Or at least one thing that was certainly wrong with America as far as like cronyism and corporatism and uh, the corruption of government because of those things. And they never joined forces because of the social justice war that basically took the place of those things and corrupted them, destroyed them, drove those two groups apart. Imagine if they came back together around this vaccine issue. Just want to see people from Butler, people from Homewood, fist in fist, marching down the street. Well, if you look up the... uh, Butts hanging out. Yeah. One butt out. Trump hat, MAGA hat, butt out. MAGA hat, butt out. Just one after the other. Well, they say one of the highest non-compliance for the vaccine segments of society is the black that's what i'm saying community right right? so it's like oh shit these people that uh were totally on our side for getting the right winger trump people out of here now they're not going along with the whole vaccine thing and then it's like so how's that gonna play (laughs) just culturally like tom hanks black jeopardy that saturday night live skit is just a very cleverly coded message to the future like here's how you have to be this is the way. These are the people who will save you. You guys have seen that skit, right? Nope. Maybe. I don't I don't remember it. Have you seen it? No, I'm just trying to figure out there's a way I can just hibernate for a while. Like a bear. Yeah. We brought it full circle. Good night. Bye.
old people are pushing They don't have much time They'll shove you at the coffee shop Cut a head in the buffet line They'll buy two for a dollar and fifty Then they'll argue with the checkout girl They've lived so much behind them They're trying to slow down this goddamn world Oh, people are pushing oh, They're not mushy Oh, people are pushing Cause life ain't cushy They'll drive how they wanna drive And go as slow as they want to They don't care who stays alive And they'll kiss that little grandbaby Up and down the back and all around the front And they don't care what you think of them That baby's got something that they want Old people are pushing And they're not pushing Old people are pushing Cause life ain't cushy
old and I just don't have no time for this madness, bullshit, crazy old youngster yeah, running around causing me all kinds of problems. Well, you know I got a replacement hip. I'm in full recovery now. Doctor says I'm fit as a fiddle.